hello, hello. Welcome to episode two of the Eddie Conversation podcast. My name is Eddie V. Hill and I am your host. Um, I am excited to continue having these more uh, nuanced, extended conversations. Um, I did want to try to keep these intros short, but I will remind you that there are accompanying videos to these conversations on YouTube. If you just search the Eddie Conversation podcast, you can find them. Without further ado, let's just jump into it. Episode two featuring Ikrama Marche. So thanks for thanks for coming out. Of course. Thanks for thinking of me. That was awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, we're just looking at the levels I'm here. Not yelling, am I? No, no, you're good. It's plenty. If anything, you should raise it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you are Ikrama Marche? March? March. I usually say March. In Spanish, I say Marche. Marche. But the root is French, so I guess it's Marche. I don't know. I have to look into it. Okay, so it depends on who you're talking to. Like, yeah. Because if... actually, my family from the Dominican Republic say Marquis. M A R C H E is Marquis. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I just go with the flow. <laughs> I okay. mean, my name is already odd, so I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I guess it's smart. So you're just happy if people get the first part right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, thanks for coming to my humble abode here. Of course. Uh, I wanted to. I mean, I am excited to talk about your latest venture, yes. um, which is because uh, we're we're in the in the deep quarantine state yeah, right now we still are and you've had something to really put your time into as of late um, yes as of march as of march yeah. which which was coincidentally lined up with the quarantine. the virus yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm very happy about that i actually you were the first one i told the idea i remember about so how do you how do you did you see it and you were like oh wow she actually did it <laughs> no i mean it's always cool this all right so we're talking about hella black mexican yes uh animated web series yes. is, is its current state are you looking at your level still no <laughs> <laughs> all right we're good um okay so yeah we had we had coffee in the before times and mm. you had told me about i think you're you hadn't started it yet? I hadn't, no. I think I had like a little rough cut. I was telling you like, okay, this is maybe what I'm trying to do now. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, I didn't think it was going to, I mean, we're already, I think six months in. So I'm very surprised yeah. that I kept it up for that long. No, it's, it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, people doing stuff they say they're, they're gonna do um and being consistent with it for sure like yeah. you just released episode 12 like yesterday or yeah. the night before uh -huh. was, it, was it last it was night? yesterday okay. i think wait was it yesterday what day is it today it was on sunday so okay. it was the day before yesterday gotcha. yeah so uh talk to us talk about can we what can we let's start with because I mean, some of this I know because we already talked about it. But what? And I mean, the the classic question: What inspired the the cartoon? Yeah, why? Um, the story, the story in general. 
So the story is inspired or loosely inspired by my life. Um, you know, it's hard being like a mix because you don't feel like you belong anywhere. You know, I grew up in a city where it was really only Hispanics. There's absolutely no black. There's a few Armenian, a few Chinese, but black was rare, like you never seen it. And so, um, Growing up, that's how I was in school. I was, like, the only black girl in elementary, middle school. High school, there was, like, maybe two more black people. Mm-hmm. But even then, it was it was already weird that I was, like, the only black person. And then on top of that, speaking Spanish was kind of just, like, a fish out of water. Like, yeah. people didn't expect me to. And um, I just went through a lot of stuff that I laugh about now that I was like, you know what, this would make an amazing series like no one there's not a like a series out there that's mm-hmm. like of afro latinas or people of mixed race yet so i was like i want to come out tell my story yeah and share it because it's like i think it's hilarious like now when i look back at it i'm like wow like maybe i was struggling back then but it's definitely like funny now and um yeah yeah because the because the cartoon itself, I don't know what the extent or what your like if you have seasons planned now that you're got mm-hmm. it rolling or not. But regardless, as of right now, the main story is about the little girl, which mm-hmm. like you said, it's loosely based on you. Which I mean, it it is you, yeah, in, in the story. <laughs> but um, yeah, she she goes through the the stages of discovering that she's black and yeah. not actually like her mom and her brother. So that that is yours. That yeah, you went through that. That's my story. Yeah, that was definitely. Um, it's just so weird. I I guess I was very naive. I was very young. Like I thought I was white. Honestly, I didn't even know I was like a black girl. And then it's like, you know, just because the people you're surrounded with, you think you're one of them or not one of them specifically but you don't think you're different you know but other people are seeing you different or you don't think it matters i don't yeah Yeah. and then because that too my mom never was the one to like she never sat me down and was like honey you're black and you need to be careful because like never like she never made me feel like i was different my brother either so i never thought i was different which it's not a bad thing to be different and it's really just like more pigment of color so it's not really like but you are treated different in society so to an extent you know you are different well yeah i mean that's a lot it's it's a lot to unpack for sure yeah Um, because there we can talk about you and how growing up was with okay because i i like to think about because this is i mean I'm sure, I don't know how many people would go through a version of this, but like I know I've gone through, not to that extent, yeah. but like there's a version that you see in yourself that you're like, okay, in my brain I think like this and I act like this yeah. and I see myself like this, but then the world perceives you in a different way and you try to, and you try to like find a way to find that balance so yeah. that when you're giving out something that's expected, that like it's mm-hmm. a weird so what 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 is that <laughs> like <laughs> well yeah um up to like the age of 10 like once i was 10 that's when i was like okay like i'm legit a black person mm-hmm. you know so 
I wanted to get in touch with like my black side. I wanted to know like, okay, who are famous people that are black? Who are some famous women that are black? Mm-hmm. And um, just cause my mom did raise me by herself. So I did meet my dad and I would see my dad once in a while, but he wasn't like there all the time for me to be like, oh, okay, I'm like you, you're like me, it's fine. Like, it was more so like, okay, I'm here by myself. And for the Mexican part of it, I didn't have to try to be like Mexican. I was just legit, full-on Mexican. I didn't learn English until I was five. Like, I was just, you know, full-on Mexican. But then after, um, I don't think I ever really tried to tap into, like, the black side as much. Just because I wanted to fit in so bad with, like, this whole, you know... Like, the whole community is Hispanic. And um, I remember when I was younger, um, my dad, he's Dominican. He's still black, you know. But um, (laughs) he would kind of, he wouldn't talk down on other black people. But certain actions that black people do, like, black people, we have, like, a huge, like, stereotype around us. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, they steal. Like, negative stuff, you know. Yeah. So my dad would really try to be like, oh, you're not black, like, you're this. And then it would make me kind of feel like, okay, maybe I'm not supposed to be, like, black, or maybe how do I not act black when I am black? So it was just awkward. I wouldn't really, like, tap into that world of being black, but I did look up artists, and, like, that's when I got into, like, rapping Mm -hmm. a little bit. And the first artist was actually Eminem, who was not black, but I was just like, oh, he's a fish out of water in the rap game. I'm a fish out of water here in my community. So I just felt like it was cool. Yeah, because in in the show, you uh, do the quick Google search. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And the artist that you actually find in the show is Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Yeah, so... Spoiler, sorry. (laughs) I definitely, yeah, remember that, thinking like, okay, he has the same hair as me. He has the same skin tone as me. And, um, I mean, black people created, like, hip-hop, you know? So I was very proud of that. But I felt like I didn't belong there still. And I felt like I didn't belong in my community. Yeah. So, um... I think slowly, like, I'm still learning, like, about black culture. Like, my first black friend was literally when I got to college. I didn't have any black friends, okay. like, at all. Like, you know how you have those, like, white friends and Hispanic friends that are like, oh, I'm not racist, my friend's black. Like, I was that friend to them, you, you were, know? You were the friend <laughs> that made them not racist? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like, they'll be like, oh, well, I'm not racist because my friend Ikram is black. And I'll be like, hey. Hi, that's me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good. Um, okay. Because I guess, like, what... I'm trying to... Because you've talked before about, like... And you hint at moments in, in, in the show. Because uh, what age were you when you found out you were black? I was like, I was in fourth grade, fourth so I'm grade. pretty sure I was nine or ten years old. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, I wasn't like disappointed. I think I was more so happy 
to be different. I just remember coming home, because in the episode, it's mm-hmm. episode two, I believe, or three, where I find out I'm black on stage because I'm putting white foundation. Yeah. Another spoiler alert. Um, I'm putting <laughs> white foundation on my skin. And I remember I went home and I asked my mom, like, why don't I look like you or my brother? And she was just like, oh, well, because you look like your dad. And then... um I just remember thinking, like, wow, I really don't look... I didn't get anything from you. Like, I got your height and your short fingers. Like, I didn't get your hair. I didn't get... So a lot of the times, like, after I had found out, I was just thinking, like, wow, I don't have straight hair. I don't have lighter skin. And I would just think, like, I wonder if people would treat me nicer. Because, well, one thing, I never got bullied, you know? because I was darker I was never told like oh you can't hang out with us because you're black like that never happened Mm -hmm. but um I think that I would think like oh maybe if I was light-skinned I would be like prettier or people would you know I don't know I just started like putting those thoughts in my head like as soon as I had found out and I think they just kept going even through middle school a little bit just because I'm not surrounded by anyone who looked like me but um sorry what was the question <laughs> <laughs> so i i guess like i'm curious well i didn't really have a question in there but <laughs> we're ta- I, I was curious about um because i because there's there's different worlds that we enter as people mm-hmm. we're talking like there's the world of school there's elementary school there's middle yeah. school there's high school different things are happening at, at yeah. different levels and then there's a world outside of school mm-hmm. in which like it's just different different sectors where you're i'm just curious and if there's any i don't know just how how much the world played a part in in because all right i'm very curious about the feeling like you almost don't belong to either 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 side yeah and how that affects you and then maybe how now you look back and you're like i'm curious to know what does it does it matter like does it how much does it play into should it matter how much does it matter how much other people put into it like those those kinds of things that you're those big (laughs) questions like yeah i don't know it's kind of vague and broad but well like how big of a role did they play in me not feeling like I belong in each in both communities kind of kind of <laughs> <laughs> I guess let me let me ask one question how how do you look at other people mm-hmm. with your experiences of how you've been looked at? How do you how do you look at other people? Well, I th- how do you judge? How do, not judge, but like yeah. What? How do you define who a person is? Well, for like, cause I was treated that way. Even if people didn't say anything, I knew they were, like, thinking something. But me, because of my experiences, and since the beginning, I was never someone to judge. I was never someone to really 
have somebody's appearance defined who they are and i think that's mainly the reason why i didn't know i was black why i didn't think i was different because i was never looking like at how people looked like ever i could run up to like a scary big buff dude with tattoos and piercings everywhere and if he's like super nice i'll be like oh my god you know so i never you know even till now people's appearances people's um, nationality like nothing none of that really um I mean, I don't take any of that into consideration when, like, trying to figure out or define a person or see if, like, I like that person. Um, but I think if I hadn't gone through that and I was probably the same skin tone as my mom, mm-hmm. I think maybe possibly my point of view would be different because even my mom, you know, she's Mexican, but she's raising, like, this whole black daughter because i don't look mixed like at all mm-hmm. you know not until i start talking a little bit people are like oh, okay she doesn't sound like she says some words weird sure. you know <laughs> sure um not until that they're like oh, okay like that's interesting i wonder where she's from but if you look at me you don't think like oh, okay she's like a hint of mexican with black and like you're just like that's a straight up black girl you know so my mom her having to raise me by herself being mexican um, I'm taking it here because I know like I would view the world different if I wasn't this color because she actually when I was younger which is like a backhand compliment was just like oh you're very pretty like for being a black girl that's what my mom said and I was just like and I didn't know better you know so I was just like oh that's yeah. that's nice you know thank you like but it's just like mom that's fucking racist that's like the worst thing you could say yeah. and you have like a black daughter you married a black man you know but that's just like i'm not gonna say mexican culture is very like judgmental or hispanic culture but they definitely have their own beliefs and you know and that could be of asian people and black people they just um they they believe a certain thing about these different ethnicities and races and so um yeah just certain comments that my mom would say and not just like of me but certain things i'd be like okay maybe if i wasn't this color Mm -hmm. i'd probably be different but i'm not too sure because like i said from the beginning i was never very like judgmental since i didn't know i was black but um yeah, I think I accept everyone with open arms. Yeah, no, right, right, know? right. Well, I guess, like, the interesting thing to me, especially, it just feels weird because it feels like it's a new, we're in a new world. Yeah. Like, stuff has progressed and, and nationalities have mixed for a long yeah. time. And for some reason, people, like, there's some something in the brain that prevents people from thinking that when they look at people it's like oh i'm looking at you and i'm gonna judge like you're one thing and it's yeah. like why why wouldn't you assume that people are multiple things exactly it just doesn't make any sense to me but it's a yeah i have so many experiences where they'll be like street vendors like selling like the lotes and stuff mm-hmm. and the woman will be struggling like speaking to me in English like oh you know trying so hard to speak oh, in right, English right. 
And I'm talking to her in Spanish, like straight up, like, oh, okay, me da un raspado, me da unos chicharrones, like in Spanish. And she's still replying to me in English, like <laughs> yeah. trying her best. And I'm just like, I'm speaking Spanish. Like, do you not, <laughs> like, if I was lighter, would you comprehend that, you know, maybe I'm a little bit Afro Latina or something? But it's weird because, yeah, I think a lot of people don't want to accept that there's I mean people just want to categorize you under one thing right. and one thing only mm-hmm. you know but yeah I mean I think in the future I mean everybody's just going to be mixed I was reading that everyone's pretty much going to have like the same skin tone and like eye color because there's just so much eventually yeah yeah but I mean it's interesting I wouldn't take it back I remember like Cause now I think like when I was younger, I would feel like, Oh, I, I wish I was as light as my mom and blah, 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 blah. But I mean, now I definitely like, I'm super grateful to like, look the way I look I know, and, sure. you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to really change anything. And my childhood was literally amazing. Like I loved my childhood I loved my friends and my friends just played a huge role in it like they easily could have been like oh you're black go play over there but never you know yeah yeah so so getting back to the the show mm-hmm. what uh have you experienced from other like people watching it or hearing it have other people reached out with similar experiences or like yeah. what kind of what kind of how's um, that been going as soon as we put out the second episode, we already, like on Instagram, we had like so many message requests. And I remember opening one and it was a teacher. So we have a few teachers that have watched mm. it and they teach um, at like culture classes, I guess. Sure. And they were very like grateful, very like, um, very appreciative. Did I say that right? Appreciative. Yeah, yeah. That um that I came out with like my story mm-hmm. and um I think that's what kinda made me the most happiest. The most happiest? The most happy <laughs> <laughs> to like to see that teachers are excited to make like my show part of their teaching like, like the program. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, wow, that's that's interesting, just because there's nothing out there like it. You know, mm-hmm. nobody is sitting in front of... The, I mean, I'm sure there is people sitting in front of the camera and talking about their experiences, but maybe not to that extent of making, like, a whole season series yet. Yeah. Um, so was the was that the... I wouldn't say, like... I was going to ask, was that the plan? <laughs> but what? But did you, did you make it to be approachable to a younger audience or was that kind of in your mind or what Um, was your what was the objective as I like to ask about objectives initially I just did it for fun I wasn't really thinking like who's gonna watch it Mm -hmm. you know because I was just thinking like people really watch anything people are into anything people will watch another person in front of the camera eating noodles yeah and just watch the whole 15 minute video yeah, of something it. for everybody yeah. yeah so i was just like if it's not for them then it's not for them you know um but i was thinking when i was sharing my ideas with friends they were definitely like oh make it like a child a kid friendly 
a TV show just because of marketing wise. Like, mm-hmm. you know, then you could come out with merch for kids, and they're like, the parents are gonna waste money like on T-shirts and sure. like action figures. And I was just like, yeah, but I want to like curse. I want to make it raw. I want to mm-hmm. make it like a South Park. But um, I'm glad I took this other approach instead because I have to think like there's little. Ikramas out there, little mm-hmm. seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds that feel different, don't know where they belong, and they could watch this series and be like, "Oh, I'm just like her, and everything's gonna be okay." Yeah, you know. So I'm glad I I took a different approach to it, um, but this wasn't supposed to be like a whole series type of thing. This all started because I liked yeah. like making videos on YouTube, and eventually I just like like didn't want to get ready anymore. I didn't want to be in front of the camera so I was like I'm just gonna make this little character right. and have her tell my story which is actually more work <laughs> it is more work but I feel it's like different. it's more I mean it opened up so much more doors to me I met more people that I didn't think mm-hmm. I'd meet um a lot of people want like um I'm saying like so many times. You should put a little bar. Oh, the counter. A counter that shows how many times I say oh, like. No. <laughs> but I had so many people um, reach out that they want an animation from me. Mm. And I'm not good at... I mean, if you watch the YouTube and you pay like close attention to detail, their arms are like flying off. Not flying oh, off, okay. but they're not attached properly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very... Um, What's the word? It's just not at that yeah, yeah. level. So, but I'm, it's, yeah, I'm happy that I, I took that approach. But that's just for the first season. Second season is going to change. Um, it's going to be, it's going to evolve into a little bit more uh, South Park-ish okay, type so of vibe. I, I kind of saw that coming. Oh, wait, you wait, did? Wait, no, wait, no, when you said it, I'm like, oh, you're going to. I kind of thought about it as like the Harry Potter approach too, where you kind of like you start off for the young audience, and you kind of age up yeah. with them, and now they can they can handle more, and they can yeah you know, you ease them into the process. And the interesting thing is that we check like the demographic, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because it's so like it ranges from like kids, and the oldest person's like fifty six years old, mm-hmm. and you know that could be the parents of the kids and then like people our age so um yeah it's just crazy that it reaches so many it's, yeah different it's, people it's easy to grab onto for yeah. sure and i i'm always a fan of the wholesome approach so it's kind of <laughs> for me it's kind of nice um having it be like all cute and, and kind of innocence because i think it kind of plays with a character too where yeah. she's unaware of the world and yeah and it, it's, it reflects the tone in the if you watch the first episode or the second one and compare it to now like my voice changes um, so much the second episode it was my regular like this voice as a little kid <laughs> and now i'm raising the heck out of it like to sound little again and yeah but it's fun. Voice acting, too, is definitely something I want to do. There was somebody who reached out to me that wanted to manage me to do, like, voices. Okay. But I'm just really trying to focus on the cartoon. Um, like I said, a lot of doors have opened. A lot of, um, like, producers, people who've worked on other TV shows, 
want to work on it, but um, LV, who's also my partner on it, yeah, decided that it's probably best to just we'll keep pushing it on our own just because um i mean you never know they could always steal the idea regardless but i think we could probably push it on our own until somebody wants to like pick it up okay um but yeah it's, it's been really exciting it's definitely a lot of work mm-hmm. um but i i enjoy it i enjoy like seeing the comments i enjoy people enjoying it and making them laugh so yeah i think i'm just gonna yeah. continue <laughs> no, for sure so you're you're talking about how like the teachers like a couple of teachers reached out and i don't know um if you had any other examples of of stuff that's come out of it i mean we, we i guess you talked primarily about it where mm-hmm. producers and stuff like animators yeah. voice actors you're kind of because we talked about that before at the coffee was like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, you're like, Do you I, I know you as a cinematographer and yeah. behind the camera and you were just looking for something to kind of get a creative outlet on the, in another avenue. And this was, this was that. And I'm like, well, what, I think I asked you then too, like, well, what's the goal? Are you, are you trying to be an animator? You want to kind of work your way into that? Yeah. But it's nice it's nice having options and stuff opening up and you don't and you don't know what's going to happen which is which is kind of cool i do remember we talked about it (laughs) it is um it is a lot different i kind of got so used to being on a chair staring at my computer that when i was on set just a few days ago i was just okay where where do i go where's everything it was just so so different and um but yeah, I, I I mean, I guess the goal right now is just to make that particular show grow. Um, I don't exactly want to like sell it off to anyone mm-hmm. if I like I still want ownership and everything. But if it could ever air somewhere, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but as for me being an animator, I don't think. I don't see that happening, but yeah. I did do a short animation for a rapper, and he really liked it. So I think that's where most of probably the business is gonna come from. But um, okay, the thing is just for me like to stay busy, stay creative. For sure, for yeah. Sure. So yeah. So can you give us? Um, well, I guess for the people at home, uh, where can they find the show? On YouTube, it's called Hella Black Mexican. Instagram is the same, Hella Black Mexican. I think that's oh, and and Twitter is Hella Black Mex. Oh, um, didn't have the. Full... There was just not enough characters. Oh really? You could only okay. use fifteen or something Shucks. like that. But um, yeah, go ahead and check it out. Um, it's very spontaneous. You have like rapping in it. We have singing in no, it. It's very cool. Uh huh. It's all yeah, over the place. So, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of like my brain. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what, before we switch into a new topic or something, uh, what's, how far have you planned out with it? So, you're on episode 12 right now, yes. season one. How many more episodes of this? And then, you're gonna take a break or so, like what's yeah, I'm gonna do twenty episodes. Okay. So I need eight more to complete the season. Um, we've wrote out 
uh, the majority of the episodes, and then I'm definitely taking a break because mm-hmm. so time consuming, and just a lot goes into it with getting like actors to do voices and everything. Um, I'm gonna take a break for a month, and just basically be marketing, marketing, mm-hmm. trying to make connections and network with other people that might want to join season two. Because season two is going to be completely different. And season two is probably going to start on February of next year. Okay. And that's where we're bringing in... I don't know if you've met Danger already. Mm-hmm. He's a rapper. Great voice. Very animated voice. So he's going to come in and basically teach Ikrama, like, this is black culture. These are the rap... Like, oh, okay. the rappers. This is, you know, this. Um, so he's going to be the one kind of guiding her, so... It is going to start becoming more like a South Park type of vibe. Is there going to be a time jump or from from season one to two where she's like aged like five years or anything? Or um, is it be- yeah, so it's going to be about four years that she ages. Um, this last episode is going to end with her graduating like elementary school. Mm-hmm. And basically her just, I don't want to give out yeah, yeah, too yeah. much, no but spoilers, her just yeah. being desperate to to have that figure that black figure in her life and so that's when danger comes in and save the day yeah so she didn't know that's what she was looking for she just needed you know she needed guidance and danger saves the day (laughs) (laughs) sure sure so yeah cool I guess I mean I guess like I, I, I was gonna ask I don't know how interesting you feel this could be mm-hmm. but um about the the making of on um, I guess like it would be nice to hear about the timeline because I know we talked about it before and I was like it sounds time consuming you're like yeah. it is time consuming but I'm getting pretty good at it and I yeah. can probably bust out this X amount of time X amount of minutes of animation in like a day or a couple of days or yeah whatever so I don't know um. But, what the stages are like i don't know do you so you have the writing i hear i'm gonna guess okay i'm gonna guess what it is i've never done animation before but i've heard stuff <laughs> so i'm assuming you have your script kind of mm. normal and you've got it you've got it all right you've got the writing and then you've got storyboards okay is what i'm gonna guess is you and you have a loose animation idea of how you want to cover each <laughs> cover each scene uh-huh. and then you have to go in and do you animate it before you get the audio of the voices or do you do the voices first but the, the, is that it is that all that that's takes? close oh. so initially it did start with um a script oh um, <laughs> a script then from the actually i'm sorry it started with beats um so beats do you know what beats are should we explain them uh explain them so beats are basically um, you're telling the story in bullet points, and every time there's a change or a shift in the story, you create another bulletin point for it. So it's like Ikrama and uh, Eddie are talking. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one beat. Ikrama gets up to blah blah blah. Since there's a different action, that's like another okay. bulletin. So, so kind of, so kind of like, a, like an outline. Yeah, I think of it. I, th- I see it as an outline. I don't know. If yeah. Bullet, wait, what do you call it? Beats. A beat sheet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So same. Same deal. We start with the beat sheet. Then we kind of make like a loose script. The script's basically just to get the dialogue. 
And then after we get the dialogue um, written, that's when we record the voices. Okay. And then after we record the voices is when we start creating the characters, we start creating the background, start creating the props. You create the background and the character after you've done the voice? Uh, yes. Whoa. Just because sometimes if we create the character and the person can't, like, can't participate in it anymore or... For some reason, like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I need to go do this, and they can't come out in it anymore. We already wasted time, like, creating that certain character for it. Yeah. And also, we like to listen to the voice, and then we are picturing, all right, how is this person going to look? inspired by that yeah. versus casting the voice based on the Yeah. Okay. And that was how it first started. Yeah. Now, today, in, what are we, in September, yeah. I write like a lengthy paragraph this is what's happening and i just jump into it i highlight like all right we need a background there we need a background there um the good thing is we have all the characters already like it's just a repeating character so we have them already we just drop them in the timeline backgrounds i was struggling with because i was literally drawing them out and lv and i were just drawing out every background every single detail but we started using um stocks adobe stocks mm. So that just made our life so much easier. Bam, we put the background, put the characters in there, call up people, hey, we need voices for this, that, and third, okay, I could do it. All right, start doing their character. And that's pretty much it. I think it's taken me a lot longer because I started working now. So I'm trying to do like both at the same time. Yeah. And I mean, I, I enjoy it though. Because like I said, I have to stay busy all the time. If I'm not on set, if I'm not, you know, doing anything with my time, I feel like I'm... You go crazy. I go crazy. I literally, will, I'll get anxiety through mm -hmm. the roof, you know. I so I'm glad that. I have this to entertain me. Okay. Yeah. So what is the estimated amount of hours on your side? Mm -hmm. Or I guess... Do you have a ballpark idea how much... Because the, the episodes range from like two minutes to like to five, five minutes. Yeah. So I don't know um, how wow. long that takes. I mean... It's about... I mean, let's say I really sit on sit on it and do like um, nine to five. Yeah, if you did it all back to back, sure. It would probably take me... I mean, and this is having the voices already and everything ready, just animating. I think it would take me about three to four days. But Ooh. yeah, just because we need to get in touch with people and all of that, and we're waiting on people, it takes yeah. a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because I work, but I could definitely like sit down and three days have something like solid. So yeah, like I said, it's. Yeah, yeah. it's no, for sure. No, for sure. It's very cool. But yeah. <laughs> Are you ever interested in doing? <laughs> no. I mean, I'm interested in getting your voice. You have a very particular. Yeah, you. I'm still waiting for the call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd love. I'm always looking no, for we'll voices. We'll see what so happens. We'll see what um. Oh, what was your question? What I my interest in what? Yeah, would you ever be interested in animation? Or what about directing animation? I I don't really have that dream. <laughs> That's not my dream. Um, uh, as a kid, 
before I was really exposed to uh, to film, yeah. I did have dreams of who was I inspired by? Like I, I wanted, I think there were like certain actors that could change their voices. I don't know. For some reason, like Jim Carrey's coming to mind mm. as having like a wacky yeah, voice. Yeah, Whatever. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like I would love, like I would write. I guess, like, as a kid, I would write cartoon ideas because, of oh, course, nice. like, I watched cartoons. Yeah. So, like, I would love... My my little kid dreams, I would love to have a cartoon where I created... Like, I voiced all the characters, and I could, like... Oh, that's cool. Could, I could do that. But I have since grown up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't fantasized about doing voices in a long time. Oh. But I, I did at one point. It did really excite me. So there's a chance. There's a chance. I mean, yeah, because I, I never pictured myself ever tapping into animation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now that I found myself doing it, I think I've just built a relationship with that little character. I know it's yeah, me, it's but when I see her, I'm yeah. just like, oh my god, I love you. Like I, I like watching her move. Like I just feel like she's like alive, you know. So. Yeah. Um, that's what really keeps me going because just seeing the way people feel about her and and you know so i'm just like okay this is a good thing but i didn't ever picture myself doing a full season on youtube that's crazy it's very cool um yeah i think about what was i gonna say Uh, oh the other thing that i i don't know if you put too much stock into this but i think about it a lot Mm -hmm. is like you doing that like it's cool because you have so much control over it yeah which like you're saying LV was trying to tell you like let's keep the control over it yeah um, but yeah like with you doing the animation you voice a character you know the story like yeah. it's kind of on your schedule and your timeline and, and so it's kind of like I like being in control of situations yeah. with like that's I mean that's yeah we can because that's why I like to edit my own films a lot too. Not because, oh, that's right. not because it's well, monetarily speaking, it's a lot uh, cheaper. Yeah, of <laughs> but, course. But I also, in like the super indie world of, of producing short films and stuff, mm-hmm. you don't. I hate waiting for it's like this would take like a day just to edit this yeah. like three minute thing. Like I'm just gonna do it. So I, I there's a lot of power in. Uh, and you just, I feel like you probably understand, obviously, the story more than an, edit, an editor that you would pass it on to. I mean, the good thing about having like, another like, editor is they can interpret it in a different way where you're like, oh, wow, I didn't see it like that, you know? Yeah. So that's the good thing. I've been editing all of them so far. I let LV edit one, and I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to keep editing. <laughs> but, um, I mean, sometimes it's good to give that control to somebody else. Um, eventually, that's what I want to do. I kind of just want to, like, supervise it. If it ever gets as big sure. as I'd want it to be, um, I'd just want to be, like, you know, you're like checking the, in. Like, you're right. like the showrunner that kind of... Yeah. Like, it's my vision. It's my story. And just having and these I'm going to tell you if it's right or wrong. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I, I'd wish... I mean, I'd hope I'd, I'd still be the voice for it. So, I mean, I know I'd have, like, the control over that and, and the emotion. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, that'll be a, the day, you know, when I get to... Yeah, yeah, we'll Here's see, we'll my see baby. what happens. Let's see what you do with we'll it. We'll see. But how's your... I know you have... Yeah. Oh, it's it's done, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I'm assuming you're referring to the feature film. Um, yes, Eddie's <laughs> feature film. Uh, uh, what's... It's what's... It's what's in the... On the... It's what's on the outside. Inside. <laughs> it's what's, what's on, on the, the inside. inside. Yes, I was based thinking on, of the initials. Based on the, uh, the old lessons of, you know, that's what's on the inside. That kind of comes back to... Uh, uh, the... Hella black Mexican. Yeah. You know, in the end... It's what's on the inside. It's what's on the inside that counts. Be yeah. a good person. Or whatever the lesson's going to be. I was literally on my way. I was thinking about that. Like, just being a good person. Like, I feel like... I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, a hopeless romantic or whatever. But I, uh-huh. I really feel like love is everything Conquers on earth <laughs> i mean it just sounds so cheesy. cheesy and corny but when you look at it like love is literally the reason why people live like your love for filmmaking was the reason you came here your love for filmmaking still is the reason why you're like you'll keep working to like make it you know and i mean love just takes a, a it's everything you know, and I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize yeah. it. On the way here, I was just like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> it was like, a revelation today you just had. Yeah, I was just yeah. thinking, you know, it's so important to love. It's so important to have positive thoughts. And obviously when you're feeling love is when, you know, you're having positive energy, positive thoughts. And oftentimes we just get so stuck in, like, right now that we forget. Like, when you forget um, what you're passionate about, I think that's when you're... You're not yourself, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I think if, if love you, if is. If you lose track of what you want, you don't really know who you are anymore. Exactly. Um. But my point with this <laughs> <laughs> is that love is the core of everything, and it just sounds corny, but it's literally the the core of of life. Like if you're not here to love something, you do someone you're wasting your time you know i i don't think there's any other purpose but to love here on earth i mean i agree (laughs) and it's a it's a tough world out there where i just imagine because that's i don't know yeah we can come back to it but (laughs) i was gonna say yes the feature is (laughs) done oh (laughs) the feature is done um, but we can talk about it. it's kind of love or feature they're one of the let's, same let's do feature because it's what's on the inside yeah yeah well, know, it'll be a recurring still... theme I'm sure um, but yeah the the feature is done done yeah uh, I locked that in a few weeks ago now maybe um, it, it was a hassle the last few stages because yeah. I don't remember <laughs> where I was when we last met up but uh like I had to spend the last bit of, or like the early bits of quarantine, mm-hmm. just deciding, almost kind of like I had to switch out of editor brain and go into director slash producer brain and think about oh. like, all right, how much more time can I chip away at this? Like it kind of is what it is. Yeah. 
can only send it out and get feedback. Like every every time you send it out for feedback, you're gonna get something back, and then you're gonna <laughs> either decide to change it or not change or not, it. Yeah. It's like it's up to me. What do I want? Um, which I was waiting for that moment, and it finally, I just I finally made like a deadline and and kind of like all right, I'm happy with it. It's all that okay, matters. Yeah, I was gonna ask that. Like, are you content? Like, do you yeah, feel like this is what you you see? Is that what you feel? Like, is that well, yeah. I mean, you said it's done. Like, and then we could go back and I, change it. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I'm, cause I look at my projects. I feel like a little bit differently than a lot of filmmakers. I don't know. Like, I hear a lot of filmmakers kind of beat themselves up over and over again about stuff that they made. Yeah, I can see that. And uh, I've always been one, almost to my detriment, to see the the positive on what came out of it mm. i'm like i learned this on it like mm-hmm. of course it wasn't all perfect but i i know the circumstances in which the decisions were made yeah. and in those moments i felt like all the best decisions that were like i i stand by the decisions that were made i'm cool i can move forward i can yeah. be happy with it and be happy with the experience so it's kind of like that with the feature too i mean that's good that's good that you think that way i think it's it's important. I mean, me, I don't think I would be able to... I'm a Libra, first of all. <laughs> I'm indecisive. So, uh-huh. I mean, you, that, that's like a lot of control. You have a lot of control. It, it, it's uh, been a lot of... I mean, I've been working on it for a long time, but... Uh, How long has it been already? On the feature? Uh-huh. Um, Just the editing. We... I was thinking like maybe six months of editing. Wow. Uh, But then, all right, so we had had to shoot it, and then they're basically just the editing phase for six months where it was just me (laughs) tackling the 180 scenes or whatever I had to edit. Wow. And then, then of course, I got like a rough cut and then was sending it out and getting feedback and stuff. Uh, And then after that... I was lucky enough to have a post sound mix guy, and then uh, Connor, the DP, colored it. Oh, so, okay. Uh, so then that was that post post edit phase. Yeah. Alright, let's lock in the score, lock in the color, lock in the sound. Nice. And then those took another few months to to lock in. How but many then, hours would you work on it a day? Maybe like three. Oh, okay. It wasn't like I I I. Knowing, I'm a. I don't like getting overwhelmed, and I found I, I, <laughs> I found methods to prevent myself from getting overwhelmed. Okay. So. Uh, well, that's them, really important. Yeah, sorry. I'm no, just no, thinking because that, that's really important because I don't take like even when I'm really frustrated or even when I'm really tired, I keep going. But mm-hmm. that kind of starts stirring me away from wanting to go back to it. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think that's important that you find methods to edit and still feel like you're doing enough, you know, because... Yeah, because it's a, it's a marathon, not mm-hmm. a sprint. So I knew, because knowing that the, the workload is so massive, it's easy to get overwhelmed with like, oh my gosh. How am I ever going to get this all done? Mm-hmm. But the point is, like, I would try to do, like, a scene a day or that that kind of thought process. And then I'd save the 
the bigger scenes for later or do the, some bigger scenes earlier because I had a vision okay. for them or I can you know hop around and do stuff but, yeah uh, yeah so that's good yeah we had some some hiccups at the, the final stages of this the getting it done like just like exporting issues of, oh god so that would just, scare me <laughs> so it's just like it was so upsetting having all the files ready it's like I got the sound mix file here I've got like the Da Vinci color file here mm -hmm. but we're coloring off of these other files here and mm. so like you have to so we have the raw files that are being colored so we got to export the color from yeah. this there's like that issue with the export there but like it's all done yeah and then i've got to get that export done and then get that export to combine with this thing and then it's a lot uh, and then get the credits and tack that on oh i so. mean i'm proud of you you've only <laughs> been here what i think two years right two or uh, three november years? will be two years yeah and you already got a feature done boy like yes, i've lived you. here for 22 years and I'm almost done with one season of a cartoon. Uh -huh. So, I mean, you're, you're doing well, great stuff. Those, all those years don't, it doesn't count. It's not the same thing. I mean, <laughs> a little bit. I feel like I definitely did waste a lot of time. Um, and I'm not saying, like, the cartoon's, like, finally, you know, what it is. But no, no, I think sure. I did waste a lot of time. I mean, I'm only 22, first of all. So, yeah, yeah. I just became legal to drink last year. So, congrats. <laughs> I think um, I had, I was living life a little bit, but I could still balance it with um, the stuff I want to do. So, sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, um, wait, I hope you can't see my foot. You think you can see it? Oh, it's, like, it's a clean sock. You're fine. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's done. I was so. going to ask you another thing, too. Sorry, I'm the host now. Go for it. Go for it. Um, I was going to ask you how... Well, you didn't overwhelm yourself, so that's actually good. Because um, I was going to say, like, how do you feel... Because you'd be on the computer for hours... You know, and then you'd tap out of that. Like, did you feel... Because me, yeah. mentally, I feel like I'm still... Like, I when I started um, going on set again, it was just so different for me after, like, sitting on a chair for right. so long. Yeah. Like, do you... Are you going to continue to edit, like, your own feature films? Or do you think you're going to get help in the future? Uh, like, how was... I mean, I, I could only assume that it was overwhelming well um, I I would prefer not to let's say as I'm moving forward mm -hmm. thinking about like all right sweet how do I get my next how do I make the next feature it's kind of where my brain is now oh, it's like okay. all right cool I've got some whatever who knows what's gonna happen but I would love to be in a position to where mm -hmm. I had the option that would be nice yeah. to where like if I because I have a deep respect for editors I don't know how editors do it because <laughs> I don't think I could sit in front of a computer for that long if I wanted to like <laughs> I, I just can't do it yeah it, it kind of takes me back this is like to like high school and stuff mm -hmm. there's always a people that are 
bragging about their all-nighters that they pulled before a big test as they were cramming and studying. Yeah. And I'm like, kind of like what you were saying is, that at a certain point, you... At a certain point, I... Like, nothing, nothing sticking. Like, I'm looking at the book, trying to study, studying, and, like, I'm mm-hmm. obviously nothing is going to be retained. I'm better off just sleeping and going in, you know, with what I have. You yeah. Know? So I've kind of kept that mindset through, uh, through, through, like, everything with I'd rather get sleep than, <laughs> than power through something that's painful. So... I would. I like the idea of having my own editor, mm-hmm. and then going in as a director with editing experience, being able to have the conversations uh, with the editor. Yes. Like I like that idea a lot. That's good. It's like oh, because yeah, like you said, like with it's what's on the inside. I I like the idea of like I wonder what the movie would look like if somebody else cut it because there's mm-hmm. always the situations where. I feel like I'm too close to the material. I've spent too much time with it because just going straight from writing into production into editing. I'm like, I know what I want and I shot it in a way where it had to be edited in a certain way to make yeah. sense. But I know there's opportunities in there that I just couldn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but that helps when you send it out and yeah. I mean, they could... You could mess with the editing a little bit more. Or the timing. Timing is so important in editing. Especially when it's, you know, um, when you're telling jokes. It's, like, so crucial. Because sometimes it won't even hit. Mm -hmm. And then you're just left with, like, an awkward scene. Awkward's good. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you're the king of awkward. That's funny because I was literally thinking that. I was just like, I remember you were telling me. That somebody said you're awkward or that you make it awkward or mm-hmm. that. And I was just like, this is going to be an interesting podcast if you're like purposely making oh, it awkward. I'm just, like, sitting and here. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think about the oh, coronavirus? No, <laughs> no. I, I'm a big fan of awkward for sure. And that's, that's a lot of my latest material has been like more the subtle See, awkward. This is even. why I say tap into cartoons. I think it's a good landscape for... I think it would be perfect. I think your humor would hit. But I don't want to do all the animation. No, you'd just direct. You'd just be the director. Who am I directing? Voiceovers, you know? (laughs) I mean, obviously at my level, we don't get like the whole big screen with the character talking and, you know, the person in the booth. But, I mean, you you have to know how to direct the scene in order to get a certain emotion from the... Mm -hmm. Um, from the voice actors and voice actors it's literally the same thing as acting yeah, you're just yeah, not on no, screen sure. but um, I think you would yeah I mean <laughs> it would be so funny to have you I should have you direct an episode actually if that's what you're asking I mean I'm, I, I'm open to yeah it. I think you you have really good humor I think it could be a little bit dark sometimes yeah. My humor can be dark? I think so. I feel as though it can. <laughs> so. Because I don't... Cause I, that's a weird thing about, like, making stuff. Because you can probably attest to this, too, with your with your series. But, like, you put stuff out there. 
then you don't really know who's watching it or yeah. who's taking what from it, who's paying attention, who cares, who's yeah. looking into like, oh, like the evolution of the artist too or like anything like that. So yeah. well, I don't even know if you watched any of my recent, recent shorts, but... I do. They're really good. <laughs> sure. I really enjoy watching them. I think, I mean, you nailed the timing too. That's what I'm saying, like all the time. Okay. So... That, that's very good. Editing you, is definitely, um, it's an art of its own. Mm -hmm. Just like every, um, yeah, every department is so crucial to creating a film. Um, I was going to say, what was I going to say? Okay, what did you just say? We're a few talking about ago? my shorts and you watching them and awkward humor. Oh, and the way people might perceive it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, that's funny because <laughs> I was checking my comments for episode 12, and uh, Hella Black Mexican is loosely inspired by my life, so it's not all like 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, my life isn't that super interesting, but just like the incidents that happened did happen. But when it comes to my dad, my dad was a part of my life um, in and out, in and out, you know, because my parents did get divorced. But um, <laughs> um, obviously they're perceiving it as like authentic, like 100 percent, like to the core okay. real, mm -hmm. which I was just like, whoa, like it's it's not like that, because one of the comments was just like. Oh, I didn't grow up with my father either. Like, he's a deadbeat. Like, oh. I wouldn't even look for him. Why did you waste your time looking for your dad? And I'm just like, wait. Like, my dad isn't, like, a deadbeat. Like, my dad is... <laughs> he actually loves me. But, you know, they perceived it differently, obviously, because that's how I'm putting it on the screen. But, um, yeah, it's just so important how you, like, put stuff out there. Yeah. And how you edit stuff a certain way. Because, I mean, everyone's going to perceive it different. But, yeah, that's, like, one of the things where I was, like, oh, I need to make sure people know this is loosely inspired, because... Yeah, because you don't really mention either way on the authenticity of the story. Like, you don't... Because there's a lot of narratives that kind of lean on based on real events or yeah. based on a true story or this is the story or, like, yeah. whatever the case. And you, I don't think you... There's no... You don't mention it, They're just, really. like, little stuff that happen, and I mix it with, like, probably the plot of the story. Right, but I mean, like, you don't, you don't open up the show with little, with little text. Oh, says, yeah, no, on, like, I Like, you don't, don't really tell people. Yeah. I think way. initially I did say it was based on a true story, but as I started going through it, I was like, no, it needs to change. I mean, there needs to be a plot, first of all. Yeah. You know, your, so your life isn't. Yeah. <laughs> I think using the dad, um, but I mean, I'm st I still relate to all of that because I was still, you know, my dad wasn't always there, so it it did affect um, yeah my childhood. But yeah, I love the editing aspect of it. I think that's where I exceed the most when it comes to the cartoon. I thought, I guess, yeah, since we're on. I, I like the editing in the in the show a lot because I'm like because I mean you there's a lot of humor in there and there's like the the score kind of swells up at times and you've got some cool zoom some zoom ins and <laughs> wide so I'm like what this is I'm like this is like legit filmmaking right here <laughs> that's why that's why I was like oh there's got to be storyboard she knows what she's gonna yeah. hear but like I don't know. Yeah. I just see it in my head and yeah. you know as I'm editing I'm like oh this could be a cool zoom so I go back and I'm like 
fixing it. I have like four different programs running at once. Anytime now, my computer is going to yeah, die. Just, yeah. But it's working for me right now. <sighs> Sorry, I got really hot again. I'm wearing my grandma's sweater. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Cool. Well, I had more topics, but I forgot them. So, the features done. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you um, you cut like between them? Cut what? Oh, you don't cut, huh? No, I I cut. Oh, okay. It's it, it's an effort to uh, and it's a long podcast, but yeah, I, I went through on Michael. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't cut often. <laughs> but you you didn't cut this. Yeah, I mean, look, I've got I've got my notebook here. I got topics. Oh, nice. I did my research. All right, this is easy. So let's talk about, or, okay, we have two options here. We can take a little break, and they can blast the, the AC a little bit, mm -hmm. and then pee break, or like whatever, and then come back, or we can just jump and continue. We could continue. You just want to keep going? Do you need a break? No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. All right, so let me make... Uh, one thing uh, I wanted to kind of just reminisce on, um, especially, or I don't know, like let's talk about our history and how we met and, and kind of reminisce on all the film sets and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Like, all right, but for, let, let's hear from your perspective on meeting meeting me. I really okay. like hearing about myself of course. <laughs> and how it goes. <laughs> Um, so I met you on the set of the clown one, which mm -hmm. is called... At the time, it was called Circus Road. Circus Road. Very interesting um, movie set. I think that was one of the, like, the exciting ones I was on. But um, I was actually not even supposed to be on set. You came in late, right? I did because they had a second AC who wasn't really doing her job, I guess. I came in and I killed it. You killed it <laughs> in comparison. I was like, dang. Yeah. It's funny because she was black also, so I guess people kind of confused us, or some people never thought she left. But really? That yeah. Happened? Yeah, they were all just right. like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm a different person. <laughs> Whoa. But um, yeah, I remember meeting you. I think you were one of the first ones um, I actually met on set because right away you like came up to me and you're like, Hi, I'm Eddie. Um, let me know when we have like a lens change. Blah, blah, blah. Very sweet, very, very soft voice. I was like, oh my God, he's so nice. You know, so um, <laughs> uh -huh. for you being like the first face I see, other than like Dave, Dave, I was a little bit intimidated yeah, by because, you know, his piercings and he just seems very like, a but as soon as he dude. talks to you, you're just like, wow, you're nice. So, um, and then you were, yeah, the next person I met, um, I thought you were very nice. Um, I thought that, I mean, um, the more I went. You were definitely very, you'd just pop out of nowhere, kind of, and just be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, shit. Hey, Hetty, what's up? But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought you were cool. Um, I think we, like, connected and talked about, like, working more outside, right, of 
Yeah, yeah. A film. I thought you did your job really well. You never looked like you were cold, and it was freaking freezing. I was cold. And you were just—I mean, you were very into your job. Yeah, and I—you made your job look very easy. You just looked very chill, very relaxed all the time. I mean, I've been on set where script supervisors are very like, "No, that's not what she said." Like going up to the director and being like, "No, it has to be this." Like very crazy, you know. And then the director going off on the script supervisor, Whoa. but here it was just very like, "Ooh, yeah, you you did your job very good." And I think you were like one of the people on set I could definitely like go to and be like, "Hey, how do I?" Or blah 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 blah. Even though I never really asked you for anything, but I think you're just very welcoming, you know. Because for somebody who's new. Um, to set it could be very intimidating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Meeting new people, you don't know what level of expertise they're on. So, me being like brand new, just leaving freaking film school, it was. I mean, the experience was like nice. was was. Remind me, this that wasn't like your first feature. It set was or thing or you're making it sound like it was. I'm just trying to clarify. Um. Well, feature film, yes, because I've done music videos a lot before and short films, Mm -hmm. Um, but like a feature, it was my first one. Mm. Um, I'd I'd still be on short films that were still like three, four days, Um, but yeah, I think this one just felt more different because I only knew LV. On other sets, I knew maybe like four or five other people. But, um, and then also, not Dave, but the operator, I forgot his name, he was older, like an older man. Wait, the DP? Dave Dave was was, the the... one with the piercings. Yeah, he wasn't the DP, though. Dave was first, right? Yeah, Dave was first, and then the DP. I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name, but he did intimidate me. A little bit like just just because he's older he's a senior yeah. he's been doing this stuff but um i did um do second ac before um, but never in that weather never like just it was always fun yeah we this had definitely felt like a, a we had a lot of night i don't think we did like overnights but we had like late nights yeah and it was like november october it was freezing. Ooh. I was not ready. <laughs> it was, but it was fun. I'd definitely do it over again. Yeah. It was interesting. There's some spots where I'd be like, how is this going to cut? Because this looks ridiculous. Oh, actually, don't put that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, was, it was fun. It <laughs> but, like, did I ever tell you about how I got on that show? No, I don't think Cause so. Because that was. I had literally moved to LA and was and was on set of the next day. Like I moved to LA on a Thursday mm-hmm. and was day one Circus Road that Sunday. Wow. And how uh, do you get jobs that fast? <laughs> that is That was crazy. That is good. So no it was a... Uh, it was through uh, a script supervisor email chain of some kind oh, for like okay. intro script supervisors because I had all I had really done before that was like my workshop the workshop and like short films and stuff yeah um, 
but an e- I moved there and like an email came in like during the drive or something and oh, wow. it was like anybody looking to work for like the late the rate was like super low it was like 150 a day or something yeah yeah and for, and I was like well of course I'm down like I'm That's I need to be on set yeah um and it was only to cover for the first three days because the guy was sick and he's oh, like yeah it's coming up and I need like the first three days off or whatever and I'm like alright <laughs> so I, I I showed up and I was doing it and the dude emails me he's like actually like you can just, just keep it oh, so I got nice. so I so that was pretty cool like, yeah I was super lucky and yeah. I hear that never happens how so. was your experience um I enjoyed it <laughs> no I mean I always think about my position as script supervisor on set as always like you said like I I come across as really chill and like everything is going smooth mm-hmm. and I'm like well like I don't I don't necessarily have a lot of power on set mm-hmm. so I don't stress very much because I'm, I'm just like I, I, I see stuff and I have recommendations yeah and i'll chill chilly go over to the director <laughs> chilly and be like yo this dialogue she never said the line do you want her to say it oh no okay cool yeah <laughs> or whatever off, yeah yeah because then and that one was a was a tough one too because there were there were moments where i'm like okay what's the geography of this like hotel like where is this room in comparison to this room because we need to have her run because oh, she's like running from the clown yeah. and she's got to end up at this other location I'm like okay like where is the location like you draw, me, to know where, like, draw yeah. me a map like in this fictional world what does it look like so I can know as the continuity guy so there's, like, I never thought of that because yeah. otherwise actors are just running in directions <laughs> and then it cuts and you're like earlier <laughs> she ran so that true. other way like that whole kind of stuff that's true um, but yeah it was it was my first feature and i've grown a lot since then too like i'm no longer doing the paper i was doing paper back then oh now you're using and i use the ipad now and i just that's all i really have i'm just slaying oh that's nice super cool yeah sometimes i'd look at you and be like damn i want his job that's how chill you to make it because I was running back and forth batteries. Well, second, second ACs are, uh, second, yeah, camera assistants are always always on the move. It's funny because um, we're going to uh, be shooting another music video soon. Mm-hmm. And last week we did a music video. I was second AC. And I told LV, like, yo, I think I'm going to. I want to start ADing now. Like, I, oh, right, right. yeah, it just, I think the cartoon just took so much of my time sitting, doing nothing that when I had to move and think fast, like you need to be on your feet, you know, when you're a second AC, just like yeah, making yeah. sure you know what they need at all times. I was not that. I was like, oh, oh I'm okay. supposed to be slaving. Oh, like I forgot everything. I was like, I need to slowly get in the groove again. And I definitely want to try out a ding um not because they don't physically do much i mean that's a perk but i mean you physically you know you have to sometimes wrangle with talent and all of that it's but, a lot of walking um, but yeah it's kind of like what it is 
So a lot of water, you know. I do want to that kind of water. <laughs> yeah, I want to try that out. I just want to like try different positions now. Um, I think for sure cinematography, I'm always gonna go back to. Um, sounds like you want to be in charge is what it sounds like yeah I think it's just like being you, on this cartoon you, you, and getting either, in charge because yeah you're the director producer of the cartoon yeah and then DP is of course the head of the camera department and then AD is the head of the whole production yeah so it's like oh, I just want to I just want to be a decision maker right it's that's kinda like, true I didn't see it that way but I think that's the way it's heading but I love I mean I have so much camera stuff that I it's I just can't give up that. I just like everything just can't give up. I love everything I know it's cool I might I don't know build a, you might a car one day oh. become a dermatologist I don't know I think I'm super spontaneous I just want to keep you doing said you might build a car one day yeah I might build my own I mean when I was little I had a dream of building my own car uh -huh. so I mean that might happen you never know sure. I think I'm always doing I have like, like 10 different Instagram pages photography and cinematography hello black Mexican stuff I'm selling I want to come out with like a skincare pro like I'm kind of wasting my time like if I'm not pretty scatter scatter brain there <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> You'll figure it out. You got time. That's the, you said 22. So, yeah. It's like, you know, it's, you got, you got. I mean, it goes by really fast. I feel like I just say, graduated high school, like last year. I like to tell, tell people, like, I didn't start figuring out who I was until I was 23. Like, I didn't even know wow. who I was. No, I feel that because I feel that right now. I'm like <laughs> looking at myself, like, okay. <laughs> no, you have an idea of like you. I don't know. It's a little bit different. Because I was still, I, I didn't graduate college till I was twenty three. Oh, okay. Like I did my engineering track, and oh. wait, I did not know that. Yeah, I went to uh, the University of Nevada in Reno and got my bachelor's in mining engineering. What? So. Yeah, my plan was to go the smart route and go make some money after college, uh -huh. and then you and then save up because I'd be making like six figures out of college or something crazy like yeah. that. So I was like, all right, cool. Work, do my time, do a couple of years out of mine, living in the middle of nowhere. I've got nothing to do. I just save all the money. Then I'll move to LA with like you know mm -hmm. some cash. Well, I mean, that's smart. But then it didn't happen. Yeah. No, I, uh, but yeah, I was like, I think I was, yeah, because I, I was born, like I missed the cutoff date of like. You're December? Like, I'm September. My birthday's this month. So I'm Virgo. Mine too. So I, I was born in New Mexico, Albuquerque, and, uh, when we went, because there's like they they have the the date that after that date, you have to wait till the next school year to start school or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like at the very end, or I just barely missed. I was at the very early of the new school year date, so I was like always the oldest kid in class. Yeah. So, uh, I always think about it too when when I graduated. I'm like, dang, I was 23 when I finished college because it was like, I was almost, I was 
you know, like I turned 19 first year of college yeah. and super early on. So that was a f I took five years. So, oh. um, so yeah, I was 23 and gone through some crazy relationships <laughs> and stuff that really tested me. Yeah. As we do, as we do. And uh, yeah, it wasn't really until then. So when you say 22, I'm like... I mean, but it does go by fast. I no, it think it takes forever. It, it takes doesn't. Forever. I mean, I feel like if somebody asks me, which I was asked not so long ago, like, how old are you? I said 19. Like, I literally thought I was 19. I'm about to be 23 yeah. on the 23rd of September. Oh, nice. So, I mean, I think I have an idea of who I am and who I want to be, but. I mean, it sounds bad, but I think I'm just kind of going with the flow of it. It's perfectly fine. I just think, like, I'm wasting... I don't want to feel like I'm wasting time. But then I'm just like, what is... Like, there's no race. Whenever you figure it out, you figure it out. Because um, if going with the flow means... Because I don't know necessarily what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know what it means. So I think about, like... If it, okay, do you, do we, do you equate it to living in the moment? Like, are you, are you trying to be really apparent to like surroundings and the now and then kind of grabbing just, opportunities as you go? Or um, are you very like forward thinking where you're not even really thinking about this moment and it's about the future? Like, oof. I feel like I'm in the middle because I am living in the now while thinking of the future. Mm -hmm. So whatever I'm doing now, obviously I'm thinking like, okay, this is going to be where I'm at in the future if I do this a certain way now. Or, right. What um, you do now helps dictate what's, yeah. what's to come. <laughs> yeah. So I am, I mean, I'm going with the flow in a sense of, I'm going to stick to this and whatever happens is going to happen after, like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I definitely just have to stick to something because, like I said, I just said I wanted to be a dermatologist. I wanted to build a car. I want to do yeah. so much. Sure. But I think with just focusing on one thing for at least, like, three years, I'm going to be able to do anything you know just sticking with one thing and then you know it could branch out oh, and have more you. opportunities um but yeah i just i mean i feel like i'm older like i'm 22 but i definitely feel like i'm i mean at least my body like my back hurts oh, my knees hurt i'm 22 and i feel like i'm maybe 37 i'm supposed to be 37 no. No. i i do i'm such a homebody like my friends will invite me before the virus like oh you know let's go out get some drinks i'm like no that's <laughs> like fine it's, it's that's 10. fine <laughs> but um age doesn't dictate whether you hang out with friends on the you know it's like that's yeah. more personality trait that's than... true i just see more 22 year olds and they're not I mean I don't at least I don't think they're as stressed as me or just yeah they are they are they, are. they just don't show it huh <laughs> everybody is stressed yeah and people do those things to avoid being stressed like that's people go and hang out to de-stress just to like avoid 
life. So it's like, I'm going to go out and party and hang out with these people because I don't have to think about life when I'm with them. And so they spend all their time avoiding the things that are going to come up at some point versus just accepting them Mm -hmm. and understanding that, you know, something will work out here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't regret anything. Um, I'm very happy, you know, where I'm at. I'm very happy to have the support I have from, like, family. and Because my brother's going to be a doctor, you know. Me, I'm an aspiring filmmaker slash animator slash entrepreneur slash whatever, you know. And my mom's just like, yeah, you know, you go. While my brother's, like, studying his ass off for finals. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very different, different. It's different tracks, yeah. But, you know, I'm grateful that they're supportive all the way. And, I mean, it's important, you know, to have a supportive family um, or else you build your own supportive family because right. sometimes your own family is not very supportive. Yeah, so you've been blessed with a supportive family. Yeah. That's awesome. I think um, my mom, ever since I was little, I think she'd always seen that I had, like, a thing for creating when i was seven i made my own little stop animation Mm. with like my little poly dolls and i had a youtube channel excuse my language called (laughs) grandmafuckyou.com and me and my friends came up with it when you were seven yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know it just it was just something like go to www.grandmafuckyou.com like that was the way we ended every little animation yeah and um so yeah i mean i was into that i'd take her flip phone and do little stuff with it so i think she always knew like okay she wants to do something in the creative aspect i'd make my own like cell phones out of cardboard yeah just always kind of being crafty yeah yeah but um i definitely thought of going the smart route I did go to UCR. Smart. Yeah, the smart. Um, to UC Riverside. And I was sitting like in an anthropology class, I think. And she was talking about, you know, monkeys and the evolution. And then we had our clickers and we were looking on board and we had to like answer the question. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking and like looking at everyone because it was a huge lecture. Um, I was just like, damn, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, I'm just pretending that I belong here. Mm-hmm. I was studying to be in HR, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I was so, just like, oh, I need to get out of here. So you were studing for to be HR? Like a human resources? resources? Yeah. yeah. But this was an anthropology class. Yeah. How I does just... that... So how did you know based on the class you were in? No, well, see, first off, that work? when I had applied, I had clicked for my major to be something in film or media, but I think I had clicked the wrong thing, so it had said, like, human resources or something, and I don't know, I just remember, like, mm-hmm. just being there in that anthropology class that I actually needed. I don't know why. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but I didn't think, like, oh, I don't belong here because this is not my major. Like, it's a, this is an HR. It was school. It was kind of just like, yeah, I'm not supposed to be in this school. 
you know, studying my ass off or memorizing shit to pass. So, yeah, I was just looking at everybody putting like their answers in the clicker and I'm just thinking like, okay, I'm definitely not supposed to be here. I went, I just left the lecture, went home, dropped out online and then applied to the LA film school and then started the next month. Mm -hmm. I remember calling my mom and I was like, hey, um, so you know how I'm, you know, and she's just like, (laughs) what are you trying to say? I'm like, well, I just dropped out of like UCR and she's like, okay, well, what's the plan? Super supportive. I'm just like, well, I'm going to go to the film school. I don't know how I'm going to pay it off, but, you know, we'll figure it out. And she's just like, all right, if that's what you're going to do, if that's what you, you know, that's your calling, then go for it. And um, I did move back with my mom, took out loans, which... Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do it <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do go it. to film school just okay i was gonna add just go on set just talk to people network that's yeah i don't think film school helped me like connect with people with similar interests obviously but i didn't learn anything until i was literally mm-hmm. on set mm-hmm. you forget everything like freaking chaplin and those old movies it's amazing that's awesome but i need to be on set yeah, it doesn't really <laughs> correlate to what yeah, you're actually doing as an AC exactly. or anything. So I wouldn't recommend it. Go to YouTube Academy, freaking YouTube University. will teach you everything. We'll teach you more. Mm-hmm. All the tools you need. What's in my AC bag? We'll show you like the tape and markers. So okay, yeah. Unless you want to be in. Debt. I, I can't say this word properly. Debt. Debt. Uh, it's just debt. You don't debt. pronounce the B. It's just D E T. Debt. Debt. Yeah. I just want to be in debt. So. Yeah, debt's no fun. Yeah. Okay. Was that a pun? You said debt's no fun? That's not a pun. You mean a rhyme? No, a pun. That's no Like, fun. instead of saying. That's no fun. You said that's no fun. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't didn't plan that at all. Um, All right. So we were on Circus Road and then we were... were, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So we were... All right. So I remember from there, uh, I think the timeline works out to like, we were going to... I think van life came next. So I don't... Was that like? Did we straight up ask you if you're down to DP, or how did it how did it end up working? Because you ended up DPing that for uh, for Michael. Yeah, I think you had messaged me, and you asked me like, "Oh, um, I think you just plain out told me like, would you be interested in DPing a short?" I said yes. And then we had like the first meeting at your place. Um, I don't quite remember. I, I think we did go over the script, go over like the out outline. I mean the what yeah, is it of like yeah of the mm-hmm. house. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was the second thing we worked on. You were script supervisor and sound, right? I was sound and producer 
Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't think we script super. I didn't. I didn't take any notes or anything. So. I have a picture of you like holding the boom in the middle of the street. Yeah. <laughs> Michael was not very happy with the sound. I remember. Oh, he wasn't. No, because I like I said, I had Michael on the podcast last time. Yeah. And, uh, he brought up again how he he made sure to pay for uh for the post sound mix because he's like we only. Cause, you know, he's used to logs and stuff. And yeah. I only boomed it with my little thinky yeah. boom. Yeah. So. Like, I thought it was fine. So but. now he learned to, and I mean, sound is so crucial. Sound sounds, yeah. You, yeah, but, you, you know, definitely. You know, we, we did what we could to, to shoot the thing, which was the important part. But, yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, I think it was, it was a good good little piece especially if he wants to be like this is what i want to do yeah a little concept yeah sure so i think yeah. it was fun the acting was really good and <laughs> it was i enjoyed it yeah that was a fun thing so we did that and what then else? what came oh next? then you came on my set for who shot you who shot you which Rumor has it has it has it come out yet? What's no, <laughs> I have a trailer. You, you can do? check it out. Oh, nice off um, camera, off pod. But um, I think you were there for like two days, right? I think so. Yeah, I came in to help finish it, or uh, did I come in late? I came in later, right? Or was it? Be I don't know. What, you came because ha- we had four days. You and came I, in the last two, I think. I think that sounds right. Um. Yeah, that's still not done. It's almost a year already. Because um, your connection to it, it was somebody's project for school, right? It was a, yeah, it was a school, well, it was all of our thesis. It was a thesis film. project. Uh-huh. So you had to turn DP. something in, though, right? Like, Well, LV was supposed to be the, the editor. Um, I don't think he ever completed it. I think we have a rough like of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but after the notes, he never like did anything to it. Oh, okay, um, like the the rough was submitted, and you guys yeah. got notes on it, and then like that was good. Yeah, it's like sweet, you shot something. Here's, here's <laughs> yeah, here's your grade, that kind of deal. And um, the reason it's taking so long is because we want to score for it, and um, uh, Danger, who's one of the main characters, he's working on the score. Um, and at the same time, like working and doing, I mean, we all have like yeah, yeah, yeah. a bunch of other yeah, stuff to do, but, um, it's one of like my proud pieces. So I was like, wow, it looks really, really good. Um, there's some tricky stuff in that. I just remember the, the big house, like there was a big water sequence we did in the house. A big what? Like a big one like a big, big oh, one shot. Oh yeah, that was. That I had to hide, like I had to like. I had to do something, and then I had to, like, hide behind the door yeah, for the rest of the take. I hate... That's, like, the one <laughs> shot in the entire short film that I hate. The one and that I didn't have my eyes on. Shucks. Yeah, I Just mean, kidding. we... we. I think no, nobody could see it. It was no, only the... You're shooting, you're shooting everything. Yeah, so. and, yeah, when I seen it, I was like, oh, my God, this is not what I wanted. But, you know, you don't always have control, so... It was fine. <laughs> and then I think that's Let me see. It, Let me right? see what notes I had. I think I remember Alright, I guess only from there pretty much um you came out for 
one day or two days on my feature you oh, were I gracious did. enough to one come day. out <laughs> and you were like dead that day too day. i remember i was like shucks oh yeah because you, you were busy too. around that time and and we were just desperate for extra help and you and then i had to leave early too i had just showed up for a few hours and then i had maybe. to take off yeah maybe. And even my feet came out. Yeah, there was one <laughs> shot when I was editing that I realized that Ikrama's foot was in the frame. <laughs> oh my god. That and was I just so had to crop funny. it in a little bit. Oh my goodness. Um, but, but yeah, so there was that. But otherwise we've we've kept in touch and uh, yeah, and all that stuff. So. Yeah, it's been good. I think you're you're very talented. Your humor is great. You're very talented as well. That's, that's why I talk to you. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um, cool. Any more news? We talked about a lot. We did. I think it was very scattered at the same time. It was very good. But I think That's how it goes. I think it was it was good. Um how do you feel about the vaccine? How are you do gonna I feel be, about the vaccine? Yeah, like when it comes out, is it something you want to get? Here's the issues with the vaccine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not really the vaccine itself. It's that I think there's too much mis mistrust around the vaccine. Yes. In general, to where most people aren't going to get it. So even if you do get it, not enough people around you are getting it. Like the whole purpose of a vaccine is to create herd immunity. Mm -hmm. so if mm. enough people get it then at least the people that didn't get it are still safe because all the people around them have the vaccine yeah. so everybody's safe because the smart people are protecting the dumb people <laughs> <laughs> or how well, you know whatever the vaccine yeah. the herd the herd whatever what did they say herd immunity, immunity. Mm -hmm. um, so i feel like it's kind of a tough position for this country because we don't trust nobody right now, yeah, so it's kind of like, definitely. hey guys, we have it right here. It's trust like, us, it's ready, it's good. It's yeah. like, <laughs> even if I even even if I'm like stoked about it, I'm like, sweet, I can get back to work and I can go to work safe. It's like, is everybody gonna get it yeah. or? Oh, that's true. So that's more about what I think about versus like. The conspiracies about the chips and oh, the little nanobots or like yeah. whatever whatever that i mean is. i think it's definitely <laughs> heading somewhere um you're talking about the vaccine i mean i think it's just like the beginning stages of an agenda you know not to be like conspiracies <laughs> or whatever sure. but it's just so interesting to me that it takes them this long for a flu type of virus i don't know there's just like a well, lot it always takes that long though i mean i just feel like where we're at now 2020 the technology we have sure, the knowledge sure. we have and we're not prepared for something like this is kind of just like 
mind-boggling like whoa it's a very fragile society we've built <laughs> yes where that's a good way to we put can it. get toppled so easily with like yeah this but that's the whole thing about about viruses in general is it's a constant war between the uh the humans and the viruses where mm. we both want to conquer the world and, mm. <laughs> and that's interesting and the viruses are really smart and they're changing quicker than we can prepare for them because it's like oh we got a vaccine it's like well oh I see it's like saying. psych we've already evolved <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like you're getting sick anyway because yeah. we've mutated so good luck keeping up with us that's true so it's just, I feel like we're just lucky that the virus isn't like the plague where yes. 80% of people are just showing like these deformities oh and growing these huge like lumps and... How did you feel when they first announced like the shutdown and all of that? Were you like genuinely scared or concerned maybe for family or something? I was never concerned for family. Oh. Which I feel blessed to like know that like all right, for the most part, like my dad works isolated. Like he does field work, like okay. mechanic stuff. So he like works on his own in the mountains That's of Tahoe. Good. So he's like, you know, it's like cold and hot and all that stuff. But he's he's like by himself. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna get it. It's fine. And then my mom could work from home, and my brother was staying home. Okay. And so like everybody that I cared about was, was fine. Safe, yeah. And then I knew that I'm I'm in a healthy position and whatever. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. So I never had that response to it, but I did oh, have okay. the weight of the impending not knowing how bad it was going to be. Yeah, I think was, that was, which was, was just the scary part. My mom, she takes the bus to work, so... It was definitely yeah. something where I was like, okay, you're not taking the bus. That's like the worst. Worst place to be. Yeah. Everybody's like touching the poles, sitting everywhere. Um, but yeah, I remember people were putting out videos, but they weren't of the virus. They were just people reacting to like having seizures and stuff. And they were saying that that was the virus. Like that was what was causing it. Like people really? throwing up and acting crazy. I never saw those. Never. I mean, I think I'm on social media way too much, but you kind of, you kind of went searching for it. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, no. As soon as I seen that, I was definitely yeah. like, oh shit, you know. And I was just like, well, if it happens, it happens. If I get it, I get it. I feel like I'm strong enough to fight it, um, you know. But I was, I was actually very scared. But it never made me like act out and buy a bunch of toilet paper. Like I never did that. I. <laughs> actually went to the vitamin section and started getting a bunch of vitamins, teas, um, a bunch of fruits. Like, I don't know why everyone went to the toilet paper when it's, like, there's medicine and vitamins. Well, because America, we're not, we're not really a place for, like, preparing for the illness. Mm. I could tell now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's before wrong. or anything. Like that was, uh, it's more of like, let's wait till it breaks and we'll fix it then versus yeah. fix it before it breaks because 
Money. That's Gotta true. Gotta save that money. We don't want to invest in the levies. We want to just wait till they. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, I. I don't even think I did much, besides hide. Because. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it did yeah. work out for you too, because you just stayed home and edit, right? Did a little yeah, bit of editing. Yeah. I've and... always been good about keeping myself busy, because I mean, the freelance life. That's yeah. There's just spans of time when you're not working you're like i gotta do something either writing or editing or that's true or whatever so i had that but there was still this big weight of uh of the world and that preventing me from being productive too with just like how can i even focus on this because yeah. when am i going back to work because yeah. i had a feature lined up it was like the year was going beautifully for me <laughs> i was making like because as you mentioned, I'm just now barely hitting my second year in LA, Mark. Mm -hmm. So it was going to be the start of my, the start of my second year, pretty much, was this year. So I was like, great, I have a year of foundation under me. Yeah. I made connection. I've been on sets, and then like everything was grabbing at the beginning of the year, and I was like on set all the time, <laughs> and I was like making bank. I was like making the highest day rates I've ever made, oh, nice. and. I had I landed on a on a feature and they're gonna bring me back. This is like a weird weird thing, but they I was the only department head. Well, cause I'm a department head as a yeah, supervisor. Yeah, that's true. Department of one, um, but I was the only department head to come back from that feature for the next feature. So I was like, sweet, mm. I feel like super like I did a good job. They liked me. I'm back. Yeah. Everybody else, like, oh. but uh, <laughs> but uh, so I'm like, sweet, cool. Another one's in. I got another one lined up mm -hmm. end of March, and then everything kind of came out, and they pushed like a week, and then of it course like it just never, just, never came yeah. back. And then, uh, and then when stuff starts started coming back, I'm like, I wonder when they're gonna start shooting again. Mm -hmm. I tried sending out some emails, and they just didn't know yet. And then I see uh, another script supervisor posted a selfie from set, and he had the title of the feature <gasps> on there. Oh. He's like, whatever, day one. And I'm like, no way. I'm like, wait, how did I fall off this thing? <laughs> but regardless, I was, it, was, it was a beautiful year. Yeah. And then everything fell off the rails for, I mean, most people, I'm sure. Yeah. I think, um, I think I, my year still went beautifully. <laughs> I can't complain. And it, it sucks because I know there's like essential workers out there really like doing their job and risking their lives. But I was home. Um, unemployment check was coming in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got a dog. I just moved into a place in NoHo. So it's still going beautifully. Yeah. You know, it just sucks because for some people it was really bad. And me... I'm used to being home. I'm used to being crafty right. and working. So it literally just felt like any other day. The only thing is I couldn't like sit and eat my sushi inside of the restroom. Yeah, yeah. That's it. 
Yeah, because you're not one to go out and hang with hang with big groups of friends yeah, anyway. Like, I'm not, yeah. let's grab brunch, let's go to the Which bar. Which is funny because now I'm just like, I want to. Like, I want yeah, yeah, that. I want to yeah. go out now <laughs> because everything's shut down. But once it was open, I mean, when it was open, I was just like, oh, I'll pass. I'm yeah, good. Yeah. But now I'm just like, oh, I want, I want this. It'd be nice. Yeah. Maybe give it a shot. <laughs> so you got a dog. I did. His I've, name is Oakley. Yeah, you posted a lot of... I think you're going... You did the classic, like, a lot of Instagram stories in the beginning. You're like, yeah. sorry, I can't help it. One more. <laughs> like, all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's a cute little doggy. He's so smart. So, um... Doesn't like cuddling, actually. He's just getting used to getting cuddled. Okay. But I've always wanted a corgi. I think I've been looking into mm. them for... A minute now and as soon as I had like seen him I got him off Craigslist which I was a little bit like iffy about because yeah. they wanted a deposit like straightforward so I was like okay well, fuck it and I sent it <laughs> yeah but um and it worked out it good. did yeah I'm very happy I think I mean we everybody needs a little pet all right let's talk know? about that why did you get why did you get a dog I just I used to have a dog um, three years ago. Her name was Princess. She was a Chihuahua, but she was very mm. aggressive. Princess is also in the series. She is in the series. She kind of disappeared. She's a scary looking she's dog. She's gonna come back. Scary yeah. looking dog. She's um, very overprotective over my mom, and um, I couldn't get close to my mom. Um, if she was sleeping on me, I couldn't move, mm. or else she'd like attack me and bite my leg. Anyway, she passed away, and I really missed her. Um, and I kind of just wanted to raise, because my mom raised Princess as her own dog, and I kind of mm -hmm. wanted mm -hmm. that companionship for me. Yeah. And I feel like I just wanted to care after something or someone. And so... Sorry, one oh. second. I forgot about this. Uh-oh. Uh... -oh. uh Oh, sorry. I don't know. I'm looking no. at the camera. <laughs> but uh, no, I've got to. Uh, my, we're, my roommate has um, oh. a rental to drop off. Oh, to drop off? Well, somebody's going to come pick oh. up. I'll leave my phone on the vibrate. Alright. Um, cool. <laughs> so, I forgot sorry, what I was so saying. you're saying Princess passed away. Oh. You're looking for your own companion, mm -hmm. and uh, I guess I guess what I'm trying to get to here is like, how does one know? It's almost like having a baby. Like, how do you know when you're ready? I thought I was ready initially. I wasn't that ready. As soon as I got him, I mean, I, I looked up everything. I got everything I needed. I got him toys. I got him a bed. I got him a crate. Um, and he ended up really just using my sandal to bite. Mm. He did not use anything. Did not use the $50 bed I bought him, mm. the crate he didn't use, the toys he didn't like because he wanted my sandal. Um, literally, if you're going to invest in a dog, just get him a little, like, playpen, pee pads, and food. Because he's not going to, he's not going to pay attention to anything. He doesn't care about the clothes you get him. I got him so much clothes. So, um, uh -huh. but, um, I wasn't, I thought I was prepared. 
as soon as I like got him and we came home and I sat him down, he like peed everywhere and I was just like, oh, damn, all right, here we go. I didn't do anything for about two weeks, mm -hmm. just training him. Um, I'd get in the shower and I was literally like hearing him cry in my head. So I'd jump out of the shower and he's like sleeping and then I'd go back in the shower and then wash my hair off. I was just so like yeah, yeah, yeah. traumatized. I felt like I couldn't really sleep because I wanted to make sure he wasn't dying or anything. It's definitely though. It sounds like a baby. That's what it sounds it like. It was, yeah. And then LV would come back out of nowhere and just be like oh he's gotten so big after i've done so much work <laughs> by yeah. myself right but it's paid off he's so smart he's five months now and at two months he knew how to spin he knew how to sit he knew how to roll how to do paw so i just and but he's not that potty trained yet <laughs> he could do all these other tricks which okay. is cool yeah, because I, all right, my, I guess, I've, I've seen quite a few people get pets during, during, quarantine, during quarantine. Yeah, that's so, interesting. But it makes sense, is because, like, most of us, especially in the, in the, the film industry and such, are, are home more than ever, so it's like, I could see how most people are like, I never had the time for yeah. a dog before. But now this is indefinite, and who knows if things are gonna get back. And I need love, yeah. <laughs> so get back to love. Um, so it's like I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna get it now, cause I want it anyway, mm -hmm. and I know I'm not going anywhere. So I don't know if that was like what you were thinking. Well, or... I was before quarantine. I was already thinking of getting a pet. Um. But we didn't exactly have our own place yet. We were at my mom's. So I was just, I talked to her first about it. Like, hey, do you mind if I get like a little puppy? And she was kind of the one that was encouraging it. Mm -hmm. um, and then quarantine hit. Um, I got distracted with the cartoon for a bit. But my mind would always go back to just searching for corgis. Like my whole Instagram explore page was full of corgis my youtube recommended was full of corgis and it was just finding the right corgi for the right price yeah. and that's exactly what i had seen on craigslist and yeah i, I went for it but it wasn't because of quarantine i think regardless i still had time like i'm a homebody you mm -hmm. know most mm -hmm. of the time i do work from home um, and I had just graduated, so it was just easy for me to be home. And then, yeah, I make my yeah. own schedule really, so yeah, it was just. And was your your new place too? Does it have like space for the dog? How does that? Yeah, all work? so we have a front patio and we have a back patio. Um, so he could just run from one door and go out the other one, which is what he does. He just goes in circles all around so i really love that because at my mom's she has stairs and i would literally every two hours have to pick him up go down the stairs mm. make him pee go back upstairs so it was very tiring hearing just like open the door he goes out yeah poops and pees and yeah it's just like the perfect little place and we also are decorating it inspired by like his colors because he's a tri-colored corgi so we have a lot of like browns which is wood 
black, <laughs> like furniture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we're decorating based on, <laughs> on our dog, yeah. And I mean, he, he looks funny. great in there, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna train him to be a second AC. I literally, I already got him a little, a little vest. It's like, we need some marks, <laughs> we need some marks down here. <laughs> But yeah, or Drops to wrangle little, little stage. Put the team marks down. That'd be perfect. But yeah, he's smart. I'm pretty sure he could. They're hurting um, dogs, so I'm pretty sure they could maybe be like a second AD and hurt some talent on no stage. Like, well, and then you're gonna have all the talent that are like, I'm allergic to dogs. Oh my god. And... Then sorry, you're fine. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. We can't fire Oakley. But yeah, it's been it's been a good year for me so far. I think um, I'm feeling more in touch with myself. Yeah. And I'm excited for what the world has to offer my 22 year old self or my 23 year old self. Yeah, now. which is coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> yeah, because I've got my three month calendar up there. Oh. September's nice. on the right. So I just put your birthday on there when the Wednesday. And your birthday's on what? Nineteen. Nineteen. Oh, okay. That's my friend Victoria's birthday, I think. Yeah, so I'm actually working that day. I'm on a short film. A Virgo. Mm-hmm. Straight you up. You seem like a Virgo. I'm super Virgo. That's interesting. What what's your what how do you my take on Virgos? Yeah, what's your what's your experience with the Virgos? Uh, well one of my best friends she's actually a Virgo and she's just her energy is very different from yours. I actually think you guys would clash a lot. Virgos clash. And um, she's good at putting up a poker face. Mm -hmm. She's good at um, She's good at talking to people in a certain way to get what she wants. Mm -hmm. um, Are you saying manipulative? Is that what you're saying? In a way, I think she knows how to like talk to people. Yeah, I guess manipulative. It's called directing. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> Virgo. <laughs> um, yeah. What else? I think the toxic traits of a Virgo. Oh, dang. <laughs> are you pull it up? Um, yeah, you should actually. Virgo traits. You said toxic traits. Yeah. Dang, I didn't know that. I think one of them might be. Um, no. All right. Here's a. Uh, here's the five most toxic things about you, according to your, to your zodiac. Virgos are perfectionists by nature. And can and can be pretty damn critical and controlling as a result. If this is you, you might also have a tendency to work yourself to the bone, get overly tired, and become pessimistic when you can't keep going. Oh, Doesn't seem like That's you. not me. Yeah, see, they're self-critical. Like Personalities you. cause stress if they're not careful. Obsessive compulsive disorders. I mean, that's not me. Yeah, that's why I don't think you're. Over Are you sure? Did you check your birth certificate? <laughs> <laughs> How but as far as like the other traits, like there's a lot of things. Um, Cause like the need for control, 
like loyal, passionate, observant, like of the observant, like that's the script supervisor in me. It's mm. like I just sit and I'm quiet and I watch. That's true. And like I don't know. <laughs> that's cool. I don't know. Overgo. I have enough traits from like I mean I think that's kinda of how it works too, is like there's enough in the description to like, all right, sweet, it fits me. Yeah. But I Very thought I was vague. closer than what it was, but I don't know. Maybe your friend is more toxic, Virgo. Than I am. She no, she's. I mean, I don't know. Just the, her experiences in life and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. I I mean, a lot has to. Um, a lot takes role in your zodiac sign because it's just like your moon sign mm-hmm. is like your personality. Also, your features like that comes from your moon sign. It's crazy. Is moon sign? Is that the rising and stuff? What's that? Yes, I think it's it? the rising. The rising something. I had looked it up. Mine's like a Scorpio. Mine said that I'm very. Um, I could be very dark, like when it comes to. I'm very mysterious. Like I don't. I don't see that. <laughs> I think I'm like an open book, well, like you see know. me and you're like, oh, hey, what's up? But it says that I'm very dark, um, very mysterious, um, that people have a hard time trying to read me because my face says something else, but mm-hmm. then my voice is very like, hey. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the case for you? Do you do that? Um, Not really. I think I can't fake the way I feel. Like if mm. I'm bothered, you could definitely tell. I'm bothered. If I'm happy, you could tell I'm happy. Okay. And then you could tell when I'm faking a smile, I think. I mean, well, for the most part, I never fake a smile, but yeah. I think you could tell. Yeah, no, I feel this, that's how I am, too, which is, I, I like, let's say, my default mm. response, like, I have a hard time getting excited. Like, I can't fake excitement. <laughs> so, like, in terms of somebody just had a baby or something or like yeah. or it's like it's <laughs> i like could cool. see it's that like cool like i'm not i can't fake like congratulations like i don't yeah it's not it's not me so see but a virgo's very good at that that's why maybe you're Are a Libra. yes like i'm telling you my Being friend fake she's so like <laughs> if she's not happy for you she could fake it to the max yeah. that's not me but I mean, she's acting. I, I could think. be, I could be friendly with people that I don't agree with. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think your character is just very. Is your mom very quiet? Like. Yeah. Doesn't say much. Just my observes. Mom, yeah. No, my mom is very quiet. My dad is the talkative one in the family for sure. He's the storyteller. He's uh, the loud one. And my mom lets him have the stage. Yeah. So, yeah. So you took after your mom. That's nice. I took off after... I don't know. I'm definitely a balance between my mom and my dad. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes people have more traits of their... Yeah. Uh, personality traits from their mom, is what they say. Um, yeah, um, I think cause I have a younger brother three years younger I think like people say that my physical traits are more on my dad mm-hmm. and his physical traits are more on my mom mm-hmm. 
and then the personalities are it's swapped. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of you know it's it's, it's nice it's to have a little mix. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I was going to actually bring up, um, I don't know what could come of it, but one of my recent goals, I, I'll probably do this after you head out, is uh, trying to see what happens about learning Spanish. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, my show's bilingual, so <laughs> you could learn a, a word or two. Yeah. How are you going about that? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was watching, actually, because um, my mom, like, I grew up, I felt like in, like, a bilingual setting, like, mm -hmm. in New Mexico, like, all my, on both sides of my family, everybody in the older generation, like, spoke Spanish. And yeah. then, like, my grandma would babysit me, and it's, like, Spanish on TV, and Spanish. And I actually like, wanted to oh, ask you that. What's yeah, your like, nationality? <laughs> like, homemade tortillas, and I was, like, it's like, mm, like, all the good stuff. Um, but nice. as far as my nationality, I actually talked about this with Michael a little bit, too. Was um, I'm like two thirds like Spanish, Hispanic, like Spain, Spanish Spaniard, Spaniard, Spain. Yeah, oh. and then like one third like uh, Native American Mexican. Okay. So, because there's a lot of yeah, I don't I don't know specifically like yeah who comes from what and what tribes or like anything like that, but. Uh, yeah, because when I was younger, kids would always ask me, like, who, like, what I am. What are you? Because <laughs> it's like, you're not white, but you're, like, not, like, Mexican. Like, that. Yeah. so it was, like, kind of, like, a thing for me. And then people would sometimes guess, like, I'm some sort of Middle Eastern or South American. Yeah. Or, like, nobody, like, nobody knows. So I don't. I, yeah, I was driving here. I was like, I wonder... <laughs> what he is so so that's kind of been cool like <laughs> i'm a fan of people not knowing what i am but uh i was having a so a, a thing like how you kind of said you were researching like black people and like yeah. all right let me listen to the artists and kind of figure out let me let me grab some culture uh -huh. like i i've always had this little feeling of like i wish i was just taught spanish when i was a kid like it'd be so much easier if i yeah. just knew it because um, like my mom knew it and she could speak it but my dad never spoke it so like oh. I just never got it uh, I don't blame I don't blame I don't blame me mom and dad it's all good <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah so I my mom had kind of lost it over the years a little bit because we like moved to Reno when I was oh. young so I didn't grow up around that family enough to pick enough oh. up yeah. but um, so my mom kind of lost it so she recently was gifted uh, the Rosetta Stone uh, Rosetta for Spanish. Stone. It's just an online like class. You can oh, learn languages. Nice. So she has a Spanish version, and I was talking to her, and she's like, "Oh, you can just share the same account." Oh, so I've, I've I've recently done like two sessions, but what do you think so far? <laughs> what do I? I I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I. Let's say before I got into film, um, or as I was trying to make the transition into being like a full-time freelancer in Reno, mm -hmm. uh, I worked at a call center for mm -hmm. debt collection. 
Like I was a collection agent oh, for, for a while. Hang up on you. <laughs> exactly. Um, and they would have a whole Spanish line for calls. Like if somebody got on the phone and was yeah. like, say, all right, you have to transfer it to a Spanish speaker. Yeah. And people thought I was lying about not knowing Spanish because I didn't want to deal with the Spanish That's calls. That's funny. Because I, I would sometimes be like, I learned enough little Spanish words to be able to like under let them know I was gonna transfer the call or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, or or wrong number. I was like, uh, numero equivocado or something. I don't <laughs> even know if that's the right. But I was like, numero equivocado. Yeah. I was like, see, oh, like, okay. like, like as long as they say it's the wrong number, I could remove their number from the system. Yeah. So I was trying to get them to say it, so I could. I'd have to because transferring is a pain. Whatever. But people would. I think because I grew up around Spanish and I knew enough Spanish words growing up mm-hmm. for like little things and stuff that I have like I can roll my R's and I can do all that stuff already mm. so when I would say things we're like oh this guy knows Spanish yeah he's just, doesn't want to do so, so it's kind of nice I kind of hope I can I can pick some stuff up but I think you definitely can I think Spanish is very um, I mean it's a lot easier than learning English mm-hmm. you know English just doesn't make any sense have a root like, <laughs> like if you know Spanish it's so easy to learn Portuguese and mm-hmm. a lot of other languages but I mean that's awesome I think it's awesome to know two languages and it helps you I think if I didn't speak Spanish but I would still have uh, black, half Mexican. I wouldn't have. I mean, definitely wouldn't have the relationships I have. Yeah. Now it's so important, and it's so crazy how different people will treat you as soon as they hear one Spanish word come out of your mouth. Like I had people or moms or whatever look at me like weird, like or not tell me hi, like at party functions yeah, yeah, yeah. and then as soon as I'm just like oh hey yeah, like yeah. talking in Spanish they're just like oh my god I love you oh you you're one Spanish. of us yeah and I'm just like damn I don't even want to like it's sit weird. at your table it's weird yeah yeah it's definitely weird and um but it's also cool like that's that's like I like being able to like I like the idea of being able to it's almost like there's a whole world out there <laughs> that you can't tap into without the language. Yeah. So yeah. having having the keys to just That's just communicate true. is super helpful. And, and any anything we can do in this day and age to connect with people, I think, is important. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I've been on this kind of like mindset of doing a little bit every day adds up to a lot over time. So like, uh, I, I've talked about it before and I post about it sometimes, but like I've been reading more mm-hmm. and I just do like 30 minutes a day and I've read more books in the last like eight months than I've read like in wow. any time up to like right now. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I just read half an hour is not much. That's good. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting all this. It just, especially as a creative, like you're getting different perspectives on yeah. different time periods and different voices and i'm like cool this is like so much books are great yeah <laughs> so i'm trying to apply that to this now too it's like if i just sit down and do like a session a day and make flashcards and like all that kind of stuff yeah. and walk my streets and try to interact with people because 
like this whole area is just Spanish speaking, mm -hmm. so I'm just it like, is. I can just try it's to perfect. order tacos one day and try to keep it Spanish. Yeah, that's cool. So I'm excited. We'll see what that's happens. a good little goal. Now I want to read and learn <laughs> a different language. I want to learn like German or something. What are you gonna do with German? I it's just weird, you know. No, actually. No, there was, it's, it's, it's kind of reminds me of um, Who Shot Ya, where like people involved in a project hit uh, you up when you have nothing to do uh, and it's like post and it's like, I was just AD on there, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have links to. Were you on that email chain? Yeah. When the guy. Yeah, 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 multiple times. Oh God, he literally was desperate. So do you have any advice for, since, uh, just a segue out of that, mm -hmm. but do you have any advice for people like what if you wanted to get footage from a piece that you were a part of what what's the recommended way to go on about it um or how would you like to be approached because we're all decent people we're willing to work with and help yeah. help each other out I don't well know. i wouldn't hit up a script supervisor i wouldn't hit up a pa a dp I think I'd start probably with the producer, then the AD, then the director, or mm -hmm. anywhere mm -hmm. within those three. Um, but I wouldn't be really like begging for my footage. Um, but see, I'm not an actor either, so I don't know yeah. how important. I mean, I'm sure for them it's important because it's like they've put in this whole effort as a different character and yeah and they probably showed up for free yeah and, just like, and that, like, that's yeah. their job you know like their job is acting so yeah i mean i i'd probably contact either the director ad or producer um but i don't know i think eventually i'll just be like ah fuck it when i see yeah, it yeah, i see yeah. it whatever it's a tough it's a tough spot but I think he probably feels like, oh, well, if in this situation of this person that was just hitting random people up. Um, this one or the other one? The, the email? The chain? email. I think he probably felt like he did a really, really great job. Or this was just a character so different that he's done that he probably was excited to put it on his reel. I think it started with excitement and then it was like, all right, like, when can I get it? And then I was like, all right, I'm upset now. Yeah. And now I'm just doing this to get on your nerve because I'm, I'm frustrated. Yeah. So. But we did end up sending him his part. Oh, and nice. I hope he's happy with it. He did such a great job, too. Right. Um, I didn't want to, like, burn that bridge, you know, because he, he did really good. I was very excited to see him on screen because I was there for the casting. And I think all our actors actually did phenomenal. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the right thing to say, that's for sure. Yeah. How is, how is you mentioned to me off uh, before we started that this was, this is your first interview. It is. I was actually very nervous. Yeah. A little bit. What did you, what did you do to prep to fight the, uh, you're doing great because it's it yeah, yeah um i didn't do anything i just i got ready because one thing i was not gonna get ready because i was like i mean i know you were gonna be recording it but 
I just I haven't gotten ready since quarantine. Define getting ready. What is what like? Do you mean? I haven't um, <laughs> done my makeup. That to me is getting ready. Okay. You know, I mean, my makeup's really simple, but even then, I haven't done it for months. Months, actually, like years. maybe two years. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, quarantine's just been a few months. But I don't blame it on quarantine. Um, so. Um, I actually did my makeup because I was like, you know what, maybe if I put some makeup on, it'll help me feel more, mm. um, not confident, but I'll feel more comfortable, maybe. Just like it feels a little bit more prepared. Yeah. Than, like yeah. I feel like I'm prepping, uh, you know, I mean, I, I would do that. I would put makeup on. So, um, yeah, but other than that. I was thinking of like topics, but I think I'm very good already at like going on a tangent all the time. So I was like, that's not going to be a problem. Um, and then I was just thinking, like, it's Eddie. It's Eddie. Well, come on. Like, I'll you know, prepare for this. A, no, not <laughs> that kidding. I didn't have to, but you're like super chill, you know, and we've had conversations before. And we just keep going, so I wasn't afraid that yeah, it was yeah. going to be, like, awkward. And then, too, because I did have a podcast with my friend. Mm. Anytime there was, like, silence, it was just, like, we'd be able to cut it, whatever. But yeah, we'd be yeah. thinking, like, okay, maybe we should say this. Blah, blah, blah. And so, um, yeah, I, I wasn't that, like, nervous. But um, I think this is good. I had, like, an interview <laughs> that with um somebody from a host at a spanish tv show Mm -hmm. and i never went through with it because i was like nervous how recent was that that was as soon as the cartoon started he had checked out the cartoon and was like hey i want to interview you on my podcast Mm. are you down yes i'm down how exciting thank you for supporting when the day came first off he's in miami so it was gonna be online Uh, podcast like uh all right yeah and the times he had said like oh two o'clock but over there over here two o'clock is like yeah so once he was ready to go online i was getting ready like i was doing something else and then he hits me up like hey are you ready and i was just like oh i didn't even know like I'm in LA, you're in Miami, like, this is the time, you know, we yeah, didn't yeah. correlate well so on that. there was that. some miscommunication. And then after that, it was kind of just like, oh, well, we could do Tuesday. And I was just very nervous, because I don't know what people are going to ask. I know initially it's going to be about the cartoon, mm-hmm. you know, and I just didn't want to say, like, the wrong thing. Because when it comes to, like, race, it's so difficult people are very sensitive about it now more than they were before like more than ever if i would have said the things i said before now i'd be canceled like quick you know i think back then people just communicated different say back then are you referring to what what like probably 2010 2012 yeah, I'd say like eight years ago or so. I think people yeah, things change quick. Talked different, you know. Generation Z, I think, is the Gen Z. Mm-hmm. They yeah, have Gen no. Z? I don't like to think of you're, myself are you as Gen Z. You're, you're edge of I think I'm millennial. I'm ninety-seven. I might be Gen Z. You're on that. You're on that teeter. Of yeah. The, yeah. Either way, so. 
but it's just so crazy how quick people get canceled nowadays um it's so hard. I mean, I, I assume for comedians, it's very difficult to... Because comedy is just about making fun of shit that's like... And like stereotypes. Sensitive. Yeah, it's like sensitive now, but yeah, like stereotypes. Well, that's kind of the humor is you're calling out stuff. And like you're making fun of things that people are observing or whatever. Yeah. But it seems know, like weird, even then, now they're very limited on how they say it or what they say. Well, that's what you would think. You know. I mean, yeah, they're finding creative ways around it for sure. Yeah, yeah. there is. But I just think this you, generation's very. So that, um, kind of, so that kind of scared you off from doing the podcast a little bit? Yeah, better. and just not knowing. Because my Spanish is very well. I had mentioned before we started the podcast that I don't feel like I speak English very well or Spanish very well because I just know two languages, but I've never, like, really focused on one language. You know, at school it'd be English, but as soon as I get home it's Spanish, you know. Um, but, yeah, like, some words I can't pronounce in English, like, whoa. I forgot. There's just some <laughs> yeah, words yeah. I, I can't say and I'll like yeah, pause. Yeah. And then there's some words in Spanish. And since the interview was in Spanish, I was a little bit nervous. I'd ask my mom, like, okay, how do I say quarantine in, in Spanish? Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, dude, relax. Like, Spanish is your first language. As soon as you start talking, you know, yeah. you'll get into the flow of it. But yeah, I never like contacted him again to do it. So. Um, I think this built me a little bit more confidence. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like there's always the the room, especially if it's just like a, a podcast. I mean, not that I have that many podcasts either, <laughs> but like, I'm just reaching out and having that communication. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, what are we, like, what are you going to ask me? Like, yeah. like just getting like, up, the upfront clarification, if yeah. that's the fear. Yeah. Um, because oh, yeah. I've been on a couple where people are like, oh, you made a feature? Like, come on to like my little indie film podcast. And where I just, like, we want to inspire filmmakers and get indie people. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. And, then I'll, and then I'll hop on. And I'm like, I'm like, shucks, I thought you were going to be asking some, like, decent questions here. <laughs> and then it's over. I'm like, you didn't ask me anything. There's no back and forth. Yeah. I'm like, that was dumb. <laughs> And then I don't tell anybody I was on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... Well, he told me, like, yeah, it's going to be about the cartoon. Because he's also Dominican. He's an Afro-Latino. So, yeah, he was just like, yeah, let me get you on the show. And I was already freaking out. As soon as I got the message back and he was like, oh, get on the show. I was like, yes. And then I thought about it and I was like, no, I'm good. But my mom, yeah, like everyone's definitely think, disappointed. Yeah. They're just like, why? Like, it's a yeah. good network. But yeah, I'm just, I'm barely, I was a very extrovert, extrovert person. Um, as time went by, I realized how much I love being by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I love mm-hmm. my alone time so much. Mm-hmm that sometimes I forget like people there's a whole world outside like I'll walk out and I'll be like damn the sun's bright but it's like 3 p.m. you know and um, so I feel like I've just became an introvert but I could always click it on and be an extrovert if there's alcohol 
So <laughs> for the most part, I think um, I just gotten so used to being on my own and just talking to my little circle of people that... Does that also kind of play a part into how you go about what you create too? Like being, a, being an introvert and keeping within yourself is also leaking into let's say the show mm-hmm. where it's like I'm putting it out there but really it's just for me and I don't and I'm like there's not the outreach on ex- yeah. or I don't know if that's kind of um, plays into that that personality trait of you're you're happy just yeah, having it to yourself in I the think end, really for which, the is, most which is cool. part, yeah I kind of I mean I didn't create it for I didn't really have plans for it. It was just something I wanted right. to do and started putting it out and then people started enjoying it. And now I'm like, oh my God, okay, it's going somewhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think um, a lot of it plays a part because before I just wanted to be out all the time. Before it was like, if I'm home, I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I needed to go out with my friends. I needed to go to the movies. I needed to go drink. I needed to go do something. Now, and now it's like yeah. I need to focus on this. I need to create this. So, so it's you're, taking a so turn. your definition of productivity has changed. Yes. Before social productivity, but was... it's caused me to be less social. Yeah. Um, I'm terrible at texting. I think like you, I t- reply too faster because we don't really talk. Mm-hmm. But people I talk to, I tend to reply maybe like a day and a half later. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm trying to change because I hate when people don't reply to me on time. You know, on the phone, I can't get on the phone with people. I get so embarrassed. If I have to call for a dentist appointment, I'm literally like begging my mom. Like, mom, can you call for me? And she's like, dude, you're 22. And I'm like, I can't. So. What about the phone? Is, is, Is it... What, what's scary about that? I don't know. Maybe I just hate getting on the phone. I hate when people FaceTime me out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the is it the improv of it that scares you? Kind of like to put it in an actor's perspective, because there's no rehearsed dialogue, so you don't know how the interaction is going to go. Yeah. So that kind of adds the stress of like I'm not prepared for that. I can go anywhere. <laughs> I think so. And then really, if you think about it, it's like, well, it's a dentist appointment. I'm pretty sure what they're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I, still. It's just weird. Yeah. Because yeah. like, like for me, I remember growing up and I had anxiety for the longest time about just ordering at like a fast food restaurant or even at a restaurant. I think my parents, I, like I was a quiet little kid of just like, and my, and my dad would have to say it or something like that. Yeah. And then Aww. they would make me. <laughs> at some point, they started making me order for myself, as you should as a parent. I feel like. Yeah. But I would get so stressed about having to, like, on command, say a thing to the person behind the counter. It's yeah. Like, wow, that's crazy. I think that's what I get now. I think it's probably some type of anxiety. Um, like I dropped off Oakley at the vet the other day. Since you can't go in, they mm-hmm. call you um, for like the the consultation, and so they're literally calling me, and I see them calling me, and I'm like, damn, should I answer? But obviously, I should. My dog's in there, yeah, and they're calling me to tell me like, okay, so oh, right, what's right, wrong right, with right. your dog? But I'm literally like, 
Hello. <laughs> so, yeah, I think anxiety is probably what it is. Because I got so used to being on my own. Yeah. I've been watching TikTok a lot and, like, a lot of pranks. So I always have ideas to prank people. But I feel like I would take it way too far. Pranking. You know. Okay, and what kind of pranks... Like what? Like what kind of what? What's a what's a kind of prank that you can do where like you're not ruining a friendship? You know, like how does or what's the object? Like how does that work? I think probably like scaring someone. Like if mm-hmm. where I live, because I was thinking that because I wanted to prank my friend because um, she was going to come see my place today mm-hmm. but I wanted to act like I was going to get something from the car and then somebody was breaking in oh, okay. you know to see how she would yeah, like yeah, react yeah, yeah. but I mean I wouldn't want that to happen to me and I think that's how I was thinking like oh I wonder if he's going to prank me Yeah, yeah. but um, I mean nothing that would be detriment, de- detrimental to, wait is that yeah, correct? detrimental <laughs> to our friendship but or to the public yeah you know because staging staging a break-in you don't know who's going to see that's it that's true and then that could and then she's probably screaming all crazy yeah like that could cause some actual government fees yeah. and oh. you can get in trouble well TikTok I need to get off of social media yeah because that was one that recently happened too where some some TikTok kids or I don't know who did it but mm-hmm. uh, these these dudes fake robbed bank like they had like this fake getaway car and they had their masks they just run out holding bags and like running through parks and like dropping the money like the fake prop money on the ground and putting it back in running and seeing what people would do and it's like when you're involving the public like that it didn't turn out well for them but not a good turnout yeah yeah. for sure but Let's 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 segue out of this here. I'm glad I'm glad the conversation has has been nice. Yeah, it flowed nicely. Yeah. So I wanted to ask the big question at the end about the world, mm-hmm. and being that we don't know how everything is going to turn out in this world and how it keeps getting crazier and crazier and stuff is happening all over the world that's like woo yeah what would you like to see happen in a positive way to change and what kind of positive change can would you like to and just in general i don't want to give you any hints okay. i don't want to lead you but or i can give just you an example i don't know um, well, yeah. Like for example, I think about the, I think about let's say film sets, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like I always got annoyed with how people didn't take. Again, it felt like high school all over again, where people didn't take illness seriously. Mm. Where it's like you're bragging about the long twenty-hour day that you just did. And you got no sleep, and you went from that other production to this production. It's like, no, that's not cool. You should not be doing that. I don't know why they're letting you do that. You look dead right now, and nobody's saying anything. Like, I hate the working sick. I hate the people being okay with people working sick. Oh, okay, yeah. So if, let's say, going back, I mean, when things move forward and, like, productions become a little bit more open, 
I would like there to be a, a sustained interest in people's health. Um, like I've had some productions mm. move to like a 10 hour day versus a 12 hour day. Mm. Like working us less because then our bodies are less beaten at the yeah. end of the day. Um, That's true. Like stuff like that where it's like if you if you're coughing and sneezing like you're at like where we don't you shouldn't be here. We don't want you here. It's a liability. And we're actually taking you seriously for once. Yeah. So that would be like a nice plus change is work I us mean, less. that's and, so and important. Care. Yeah, because definitely a lot of people don't take that serious. Don't take their health serious. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's very important, actually. Um, wow, well, I wasn't thinking like that. <laughs> we'll go um, inspirational to end it. Versus with Michael, I went depressing, and I was like, oops, I shouldn't have done that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A positive change in the world. Wow. It could be simple with restaurants. Maybe we don't go back to indoor dining. Maybe buffets are gone. Like, I don't... Maybe... Like, who knows? Well... (laughs) Um... Well, you're speaking because of the virus, right? Yeah, yeah, the virus. Oh, like could, now could, heading back to sure. It could be. Life. It could be anything, though. I mean, it could be the whole uh, Black Lives Matter thing and, and mm. change in that area. It could be. Well, if it's uh, just politics, so hard. It, I mean, politics. I just. It's so. Um, it's too much. It's too much. I just hope in the future. I mean, I just, I honestly hate talking about politics. I'm also not very, like, woke when it comes to politics. I know what I read on social media, but Mm -hmm. I don't really, like, make do my research like that. But um, as a positive change, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I mean, I just think it's so crazy how people just started, like, washing their hands, just started, Mm -hmm. like making all these like measure like putting all these um what would it be called like all these precautions precautions when we should have always had these precautions like carts like having sanitized things for the carts to clean them and um i mean just as simple as that but uh so you're kind of hoping that are you are you is the, is the answer <laughs> that you're you're hoping that continues kind of forward even after we've yeah, conquered coronavirus? I, mean, like, I really feel like I might still wear a mask here and there. Well, the idea is you should be wearing a mask if you're sick. Yeah. Like, I mean, other like Japan, like most Asian countries do that they already. Do. Mm-hmm. It's like they know they don't want to spread their illness to other people, so they just put their mask on. Them. Yeah. Um, I think that would be very smart. Um, I just don't understand how people can't breathe with the mask on, but I guess some people can't. Oh, how they can't? You don't understand how they can't breathe? Yeah, some people just really can't it's breathe. because they're not healthy people. <laughs> That's why they can't breathe. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I think definitely continuing to implement the mask when you're sick, Having hand sanitizer, you, <laughs> having hand sanitizer <laughs> with you at all times. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's basic hygiene because I was doing that already. Like as soon as I go to the groceries, I come home, I 
clean everything with antibacterial wipes. You were doing this before. Before, yeah. When we go inside my mom's, we take our shoes off. We don't walk in Track with like, shoes. Around, yeah. yeah, so we had hand sanitizer everywhere. We have it in our cars. So it was just like, that's why it wasn't much of a difference to me. Like, oh, now I have to have hand sanitizer. I have to be clean now. <laughs> like, I was always like, I don't understand how people would like go pump gas at a public gas station and then sit in their car and eat their chips without like cleaning their hands or, you know, so yeah, yeah. I'm glad that people are more aware how fast viruses spread and how dirty everything is around you. Mm. Um so yeah 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 it'd be nice to to see people keep that up you know think it would of be the nice. environment it would be think nice. of others but we'll see don't want to end it on a negative note no no for <laughs> but, sure you know the way life's going <laughs> people are just very they're gonna forget uh, they're gonna yeah. forget that they were clean because they're it's a tough, it's, it's a tough world. But um, all we can do is control what we do. Yes, exactly. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is nice. Yeah, yeah. Looks like looks. Yeah, I was gonna. We did it. We did it. We did this it. is my first podcast. Yeah, thanks again for coming by. Of course. And uh, we shall keep in touch. Hope the the show continues on and finishes as mm-hmm. planned and the break happens and you come back oh, edgier yes. than ever. And that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just remember to find, uh, plug your stuff one more time since we're um, doing podcasts. It's going to be Hella Black Mexican on YouTube and Instagram. And my personal one is Ikrama, spelled E H C R A M A. Great. Yeah, so subscribe to her YouTube, check out the vids, follow thing on the Insta. All right, great. All right. Have a Thank good one. Thank you. Thank you.